They can't hang with me, dawg. It's your roster in it, bitch. Man, stop playing with me, dawg. Got it rolling on my wrist. That's my jeweler, what it cost. Got that monkey on my back. Man, I gotta shake it off. He has made concerted efforts to make sure that he is vocal and to make sure he is visible. Um, mm-hmm. And in this new information age and the time of social media, and let's be realistic. Me and you have a podcast, and me and you don't like to be on social media all day and all night. And he gets up there at least probably Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at the game, suited and booted, ready to talk, and ready to be the face in the university. We Figure truly it. appreciate that. Uh, as far as Hampton goes and his name, image, and likeness platform, I think this is excellent. Um, I think that this, number one, gives everybody an opportunity to kind of have uh, an opportunity to be seen, an opportunity to have a place to reach out to people. And due to the fact that my other school, Florida, has fumbled NIL so terribly, including losing the number one quarterback recruit in the nation. I think that it should serve as some level of security and and should provide these athletes with some confidence that they know that these deals will be handled through a platform so that they're a little bit more legally binding considering Florida promises dude all this money and then they will say, oh, we ain't got it. And or that was the end of that. It, it also, so speaking of Florida, this Hampton Exchange uh, no, said, no, we good. Said we by, get out of there. Uh, uh, the deputy director of athletics, Officer Vaughn Moss, said in a press release, "This oh, that's uh, my classmate. Shout out to my boy, oh Vaughn. Um, uh, the Hampton Pirate Exchange will provide another opportunity for the many Hampton alums who lead or own businesses to be engaged with our athletic department and support our student athletes." Meaning it is another avenue for us to be able to support our alma mater or a school that we love, the HBCU in your neighborhood, as Norwood says. And you get a tax write-off. Yep. And and also, shout out to the University for Hiring Vaughn, man. Uh, I remember when he first got the job, I've worked with him. He worked in my, I mean, he's went to school with me in my department, health, physical education, and recreation. And shout out to an excellent Hamptonian hire, man. You hired a guy who cares about the school, has excelled at many different places. I think the last place he was at was Temple. I think he's also been to Georgetown. So you got a guy who has an expansive background, but also is passionate about helping and uplifting the university. Excellent job. Excellent, excellent, excellent job. Um so moving on, man, talking about 
So quietly is kept. Southern University's head coach Dooley seat is getting hot because one Jackson State has lost prime and they still doing well, and Southern University went and stole Dooley from Prairie View, and now Prairie View looks just as good or we look just as bad depending on how you look at it as he, as that team. The one person that we were supposed to go after uh is now coaching Benedict uh Benedict College and Benedict College they are doing so well that this division 3 school is well SIAC that's division 2. This division 2 school is now getting national headlines on HBCU sports websites, Instagram, and ESPN. Why? Because they are so good. They have won 16 in a row. They went fifth. Uh, I'm sorry. It might be 17 now. Uh, they went 13 and 0 last year, and they are now 4 and 0 this year. So they are 17 and 0. Um, and they are playing out of their mind. They just beat. Uh, I want to say some school starts with a C. I can't really pronounce it. But they just they just won again, um, and they look like they honestly look like a candidate to move up to the MEAC if I were you, if if it to be honest. Yeah, I the thing for me is I feel like Benedict has kind of like turned this program around. I, I don't get me to telling you exactly what their records were every year, but looking at the program at where it was and looking at where it now like where it looks now. I will say it looks like it's it's been revamped. That's good, but the other part about that is Benedict, you gotta also be very realistic. If he turns this thing around, you know what that means. It's already turned he around. Might be though. on the way out. It's already turned around. Yeah, they around were five though. and five in twenty twenty one. I don't have oh, they were yeah, I don't have anything for twenty twenty. Oh, COVID. Yeah, yeah, they sat out. So one and nine um, and nineteen. Yeah, this this team is. They were six so, and three in twenty eighteen. That was the last time they had a winning record. It's been five years, and I, I think that they're a little bit past the winner. Yeah, well, they're seventy two and seventeen now. Um, but for the most part, I just feel like this, this program is now where it was like a okay program is now going to be a good program. Yeah, and the the, the head coach's name is Chennis Berry Jr. Um, he got there in 2020. He is the hire. Uh, so the reason I brought up Southern University and Dooley, y'all trying to figure out how that correlates to this, uh, Chennis Berry was the offensive coordinator for Southern University from 2013 to 2019, where Southern won pretty much – the SWAC West almost every year, maybe every other year. And uh, they they dominated Grambling and played really, really well. So well to the point that when it was time to hire a new coach, they just knew, they just got a safety. They just knew that Chennis was going to be the hire. Instead, they went with somebody else. And he left and went to Benedict. And Benedict, under his care, I want to say, is 20-6. and six. They went three and six his first season when he took over as the head coach. And they've, uh, I'm sorry, they went six and six. And now they've won like 17 straight. So, Southern University, y'all have got something to figure out. And 
What makes Chenna so good is that he can recruit. So Lubert Davis, yeah, Lubert or Lubert, I don't know. Uh, Lubert, the, put that put that France on that thing. Man. <laughs> that's the 2023 Black College Football Player of the Year spotlight and Player of the Week, and Dennis in uh, defensive end Lubert Danellis. He has seven tackles, uh, four solo, three and a half tackles for loss, and two and a half sacks. They have a college football player of the year candidate on offense, defense, and special teams. I think Benedict deserves to have this much talk about them because they are really, really good. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Um, and yeah, the rest of y'all teams better step it up. Yeah, and shout out to Benedict. Great, yeah, great, out. excellent hospitality. You got a chance to take the trip. It's fun, man. Fun, man. Shout out, to Big Mama. Uh, Jackson State in the swag. Um, did I skip something? Nope, that's it. Jackson State. So Leilani Ar- Armenta uh, got the call to be the first female kicker in Jackson. Female kicker in H in the SWAT. I know she was for Jackson State. Uh, and she says this gives opportunities for girls at other schools to show what they can do and be kickers. Um, so shout out to I'm Jackson poor. State. A shout out to. Uh, uh, Leilani. As a person who's seen girls kick in in middle school and do a good job, I'm for it. Um, Young Way Koo, if you don't get it together over there in Atlanta, <laughs> if there's a girl who can do the job better, hire her. We ain't playing. You about W's. That's it. I don't care who kicking the ball. Young Way, you about to get go right back to Young Ho now. When we didn't know about you, we called you Young Ho. <laughs> <laughs> we put some respect on your name when you started hitting them them field goals, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, but yeah, Bijan, B- B- you might have to get that man his number back. His power might be his number. But once again, congratulations again to this young lady, Leilani. Uh, much success. We will continue to follow and support. Definitely will. We definitely will. Um, Swat and hey, and at the end of the day, you need to make them kicks now. Yeah, man. Let's talk about. (laughs) We ask you to do a lot, but you hey, put it in uprights. Let's talk about some football, man. Let's talk about some football. So, um, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Let's go. Let's go to the scoreboard real quick. Um, Miak, Miak, Miak. North Carolina Central beat Mississippi Valley State forty-five to three. We knew that was going to happen. Um. Correct. They just got off the drubbing from UCLA. UCLA, you let me down. Um, they they won forty five to three versus Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Delaware State went up against Miami of Ohio six twenty. Norfolk State beat Towson. I don't. That's not supposed to be an upset, but I felt like it was. <laughs> Norfolk Norfolk ain't Norfolk is hey man. I it's still think one. the Hampton is a better team than them, especially at hundred percent and. I still think we should have won that game, but outside of that, congratulations. And yeah, beat we we need them to beat those teams. Everybody who can beat one of the teams in our conference, do us a solid. Towson's do in it for conference? your people. Ain't they in the CAA? I didn't know that. I thought they were a division lower. Um, Morgan State lost to Albany in double overtime. Um, twenty-three to seventeen. Uh tough game, tough game. Morgan State was pretty much stifled. Well, I mean, both teams were stifled. It was 10 to 10 at the end of the game. And then South Carolina State beat the Citadel. Now. Hey, Citadel. <laughs> now, 
Y'all might not think that's a big don't win. Don't just be running around there pledging all day? <laughs> y'all should be ready from football practice. The Citadel used to beat up on HBCUs. They used to destroy South Carolina State, and, and they play all them HBCUs. Same with McNeese State. McNeese State went out there and got beat by Grambling. Hey, man, I told y'all, I have always been After a proponent to say that there's no reason that Montana or South Dakota State or North Dakota State should have any athletes from the South that are black. They should all go to HBCU. But that's neither here nor there. Um, let's go to the SWAC real quick. Alabama A&M beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff is playing with a little bit of heart now. They may be a problem next year. I, I know that they're young. But Pine Bluff is kind of like the equivalent of the Arizona Cardinals to me. They're a team that's not very a good. Run organization. Let, let just let me finish. <laughs> they're they're not a, the team that's necessarily the best, but every game they've played, they've made it very difficult for their opponent. And I know that you don't really get a whole lot of recognition for that, but it's a lot of teams just laying down. I mean, I hate to say it, Mississippi Valley State, but y'all are getting waxed. At least, like, Arkansas Pine Bluff was like, hey, man, we might not be the best, but we're going to make it difficult. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, North Carolina Central beat Mississippi Valley State. We already talked about that. Uh, Grambling beat Texas at, beat Texas Southern. They should have done that. Y'all better watch out for Grambling, man. I told y'all. They, they got some offense over there. Uh, Florida A&M. Put a whooping on it. It's a little State. too close. It's a little too close for me now. Alabama State's you, pretty you good. Almost no? beat Temple like a week ago, two weeks ago. Then, then you play Alabama State and win by thirteen. It's inconsistent. And if y'all, we're not going to show it, but Alabama State got into it with the FAMU fans and security. Oh man! Hey, <laughs> and security. Uh, that's all we gonna say on that. But go, just go Google it if you need to. Keep your hands to yourself, man. How about that? And keep your hands up. <laughs> uh <laughs> fair assessment fair assessment prayer view prayer view hey man you i think we both picked alcorn here no i picked yeah prayer view no i, I think you picked prayer view i picked alcorn yeah i picked prayer view I, mean, I i wouldn't faith i wasn't confident in that pick but bubba oh mcdowell i did pick oh. bubba mcdowell i picked bubba mcdowell he's got them playing really well man they play decent defense yeah, I mean, this This is kind of what we expected. When you have a game and you know that both of these teams are kind of in the same realm, 23-20, we will, neither one of us were decisive on our pick. They said, hey, this game will go either way. Um, did they play this in Alcorn or did they play this in Prairie View? I think they might actually play this in Alcorn. But, Alcorn, they played in know, Mississippi. This, Lorman, Mississippi. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Lorman, Lord. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's an actual <laughs> football game. Not, nothing more you can ask. And look at all Bethune Cookman minus Ed Reed. Hey, bruh. Uh, boy, <laughs> talk about quick scope. Uh, uh, you got the long memory. <laughs> like, you'll never forget yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you don't come to know. Hey, man, I, we have a rule at HBCUs. I'm sure y'all all know that because y'all listen to this podcast and this is HB segment. Once again, thank you. Follow, like, subscribe, do all of that. But what, rule number one, when you get to HBCU. Act, act like you got some sense and don't you embarrass nobody in here. And if you do, if you break either one of those rules, then you got to go. And he went. Yeah. Yeah. 
expeditiously. They got him out of there. Can't save, you. Anyway. Can't save you from that. You <laughs> got to save you from yourself. But I don't want to step on Jackson State, man. Jackson State has been playing. I'm not Jackson State. Ja- well, Jackson State, too. Jackson State is 1-1 one one in the SWAC. They're 3-2 and two overall. They, I mean, you knew that expectations were going to still, were going to, I don't know if they stayed the same, but you knew that they were going to take a step back talent-wise just because of all the losses. But they are playing well down there, man. They are winning the games that they're supposed to. Um, now, I don't know if they will, if they'll actually win the SWAC East because of FAMU. FAMU is so dominant right now. Yeah, he did smack him. You saw that, Russ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but Raymond Woody Jr. down there, Bethune Cookman has them playing well. He has them playing well. They are going to be good. They, they got speed. The thing about a Florida school, minus the Gators, is there's so much talent in the state of Florida. If you could just get a good coach, then you can you can you can be dominant. And I, I think the same thing about Cookman Florida. Is... Hey, don't forget, we we ranked now. We ranked. We <laughs> had the catch of the week, probably the catch of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, and I mean, fire Billy. The answer is still fire Billy, but the players, I think the players are more than adequate. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. But, Billy's doing yeah, exactly Bethune, what I asked him to do. Hell of a <laughs> hell of a try. That safety to start the game out is wild. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, Jackson State, yeah. I mean, we just see how it plays out. I mean, they three and two, one and one in the swag. That's where I really want to see. Hey, what can you do against your, you know, against your? Which I don't uh, see is that Bethune Cookman was up at halftime. If they didn't have wow, a bad right, third quarter, not. if they didn't have a bad third quarter, Bethune Cookman would have won this game. Was that another safety? Was that three field goals in the second quarter? If that's three field goals, to me, hell, my bad. No, that was a touchdown. I'm pretty sure that was safety. a touchdown. Well, old girl kicked the field goal, so it might have been she might be kicking the field goal. Ah uh, yeah, we need to. I need to get the score breakdown on this. This is a lot of field like this is a lot of field goals or safeties or something. Oh, you talking about Bethune Cookman nine six second quarter? Uh, no, it was a touchdown by Bethune Cookman and a touchdown by Jackson State. Oh, we just missed. Mm. Leilani, better lock it up. We equal opportunity, <laughs> but the the equal is being good now. You we, saw my face. I was like, mm. "Hey, Leilani, let me. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this. We do everything here to uplift women and minorities. We are supporters, but we support people who, who do <laughs> their job. <laughs> you don't do your job. You can be a fat ass too, because we believe in equality. Yep, yep. So you better hit that. Uh, well." Field goes. Um <laughs> uh, so we follow shout out to Light on College Football. Uh uh they're a really good space to follow. Uh we they released their SWAC power rankings this week, um, after four weeks. Um FAMU, of course, is number one. They I believe have only one loss and they're undefeated in the SWAC. Uh, Jackson State number two. Surprisingly, they had Prairie View and Southern at three and four over Alabama A and M, Grambling, Alcorn State, Alabama State, and then the rear, which is everybody else. Um, I'm surprised that Alabama State is eight, seeing as how they beat Southern. 
I'm also surprised that Grambling is undefeated in the SWAC and ranked number six. I think Grambling is the third best team in the SWAC right now. Right now. I concur. Family, Jackson yeah. State, Alabama A&M. Nah, I would say Grambling, then, then, then Prairie View. I think Grambling belongs and everybody else bumps down one. Actually, you're right. Grambling. Previews Texas Surprising. Mississippi Valley State. Y'all might as well start recruiting next season. Yeah, nine through twelve. Don't this is this one through eight. This one through eight. You want me to help you out? I help you out. Don't even look at. <laughs> Good. Uh, also, if y'all if y'all do if y'all follow, I think it's Miak Sports. Man, spam them. We ask for rankings. We ask for a scoreboard. Um, if if you don't mind stopping by their social media and asking, hey man, can y'all get a scoreboard? We would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, SWAC is on it, dog. The SWAC, everybody posts the SWAC rankings. They have they are affiliated with a bunch of uh social media uh sites and the MIAC is falling behind. Man, even the Ben even we found Benedict and the SIAC and CIAA are doing well. I see more about Virginia State that, than I do MIAC schools. That is immensely frustrating for, for what is basically a storied conference. Right. You got to invest into social media. You have to make your content available so that people like us can support you. So, yeah, when y'all get a chance, spam them. That's yeah, it. man. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the HBCU News Around the Culture segment. We have one segment that we're going to break into two parts left called football. We're going to do NCAA football, two-minute break. Then we're going to do NFL football because there's a lot of news to talk about, especially in the NFL where it looks like this whole week for our division is a wash. Uh, Oregon did what Oregon did, but we got some things to talk about because uh, Dion is right. Everybody's going after him and not the school. But Oh, no, I don't. I, I, but, I, 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 I disagree. I vehemently disagree. But I, as, as I was about to say, Dion, you can't play the victim when you out there before the game doing what you did. Now, yeah. But we'll get into it. Y'all go get y'all beverage. Um, I'm going to send this cash app for all the teams that let me down again. And we will be right back. It's Remember, do what? last week. Two weeks. I like the double. Like, follow, subscribe. Be back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our football segment of episode 121 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Our first part of the football segment is NCAA football. Shout out. We're going to run through the scores real quick, and then we're going to talk about what y'all really, really want to talk about. We know y'all want to talk about Dion in Colorado versus Oregon and what happened. Uh, some good games, other games going on around the league as well. So let's jump right into it, man. Remember, always like, follow, subscribe, uh, and tell a friend, tell a friend. We'll be there. Uh, let's go here. Let's go IG and scoreboard. So we're just going to run through the top 25, of course, the number one. Georgia, 49-21 uh, over UAB. Uh was really never in doubt. Um is what it is. No need to talk about that game. For real, Brock Bowers played pretty well. Uh, Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan, this game this ended 31-7. to It did not – it was not – the score is not indicative of the game. 
If it wasn't for a penalty here, it probably would have been 14-7 Rutgers at halftime instead of being 14-7 Michigan. Um, Michigan has some holes in their defense that they have to figure out. Uh, I'm sure you don't want to talk about those two at all. Texas. Texas, Baylor, that was a practice. Let's get to Florida State Clemson. Florida State Um, Clemson. So how'd you feel about that this game? Is, 31 24 this is a game, back and forth. This is exactly honestly what I expected out of this game. When we picked this game, I said that Clemson is better than unranked. 100 percent Yeah, yeah. They're gonna yeah, play yeah. this game close. And they made it very difficult. They just Clemsoned in the end. I don't know if I've ever seen a game where I think that you lose, but you should shoot up in the rankings. But there is no way that this team is not better than Florida for sure. Um, this team is better than Colorado. Um, there are, there are a number of teams that Clemson is better than. I I still think that they're not where they used to be. I don't think that Dabo will ever get back to that level of success again, but I ain't going to see like Florida state is the number four team in the country. This looked like four versus six, four versus seven. Uh, yeah, so, I, yes, Clemson still has the athletes to be a top five team. Wow, who are these dudes from the Rams? I mean, what was that? They are fast. Uh, <laughs> but Dabo, if, 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 if Dabo had, had adjusted with the times, Clemson would be a top three, top five team this year. If he would have just embraced the transfer portal, embraced NIL, and done all those things, stopped being corny Dabo, he would have been able to see that he needed to fill some holes on the roster. He needed to bring in a quarterback to challenge Cade Klubnik. He needed I've to got holes. <laughs> I've got holes. <laughs> he needed to bring in a safety. There are a lot of problems with this Clemson team in order to stay elite. And Florida State embraced the transfer portal. They do got a little Jeremiah Trotter. They do got him. But Florida State top receiver who caught the game-winning touchdown transferred from Michigan State. Like, good job to get out of there, too. Um, This is, this is, I told y'all at the beginning, I picked Florida State to win this game. I told y'all that this is the demise of Dabo. Dabo is riding his own ticket out of there, and immediately after they lost this game, because now they are out of the national championship race, unless a whole lot of stuff happens, um, they are out of the championship race. They are already talking about buying his contract out at the end of the year. Already. I told y'all, people was like, man, he'll, he'll be back next year. No, it's not guaranteed he will because he has a fundamental philosophy problem in that in that oh, in that yeah. team. You're the last guy to start using the internet, bro. <laughs> you should want to use the fax machine. <laughs> they will they will get rid of you for that. And I, I I said it last year. I started the season before we for any games were played and said, I think that you should be looking at Dabo and Jimbo as guys who are probably headed on somewhere else. Um, and I think that in both cases, God, dog, Mike Evans is a monster. Um, 
He'll be playing somewhere else next year too, since we talking about people going somewhere Dabble. else. Um, yeah, I just Dabo, your time is gonna come and go. And it's the way that they lost. So Dabo, to me, he'll be he'll be the floor. He'll be the next Gator head coach. Dabo, Dabo won because he his ability to get two quarterbacks that were the best in the league in the nation back to back, right? Watson. He went from Lawrence. Watson to Trevor Lawrence. That's why he won those two championships. And it's starting to look like they won it despite Dabo. For example, this game against Florida State, they had the ball with time left in regulation to try to go down and kick a field goal to win the game. But he elected to play for overtime. And they only needed like 30 yards to get to the field goal. And he had a timeout. That's the Let the clock run out. Look on his face right here in front of you guys. Florida State goes down and, and scores in two plays. I mean, they make it look easy in overtime. I was like, oh, this game. You don't let the visiting team get to overtime, especially no. if they rank number higher than you. It's over with. Yeah, you play to win. Play to win the game. And, yeah, you're right. You're unranked. You have nothing to do but play spoiler. Ruin their season, bro. You're trying to – you had a chance to, to ruin your season bro. and save your season because you only have yeah. one loss. You only got one loss. Yeah, and you're Clemson. And if you beat the- them, you you get you get back into like 15. And once you're in 15, you're back in play. Mm-hmm. You just went out. You win the ACC. You got a chance. Now you got to do that, but mm-hmm. you also lost to Duke. I about so to say, Duke you deserve is in y'all division, and y'all still got to play North Carolina. So who who? <laughs> well, that, that's what they're saying about Clemson. And, but the thing about Clemson is if you would have just done right, you have Clemson, for all intents and purposes, has the same mystique and allure in the last 10 years that Alabama has. They've been in just as many playoffs, just as many. They've been in, what, three national championships? You know, they've been – oh, they did not go from Deshaun to Trevor. They had uh, Kelly uh, – Kelly, the, the quarterback that, that, no. that transferred to Missouri. DJ Ulalele, didn't they? No, Trevor Lawrence started before him. He was after Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor uh, Lawrence had the, the, yeah. the dude that transferred to Missouri. Who job he took. Tre- yeah. Trevor Lawrence. The, everybody knew whose job they were going to take. <laughs> everybody knew that was going to happen. And we're um, going to get to Trevor Lawrence here sooner, very soon, because I got questions. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out to uh, Florida State, man. They ended up winning this game. Um, and they are now Excellent in the driver's seat. They are in the driver's seat to make it to uh to make it to the college football playoff. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Uh Florida State. USC beat Arizona State. USC is also starting to be one of those teams. Oh, I'm sorry, I went too far. They're starting to be one of those teams that starts out really, really slow. Like a lot of these games start out really slow. Like, they should have blown Arizona State out. They didn't really run away with it until the fourth quarter. Now, with that said, Caleb Williams has five touchdowns. Out of, so, <laughs> out of the thirty, out of the 42 points, he was responsible for 35 of them. Yeah, they got one rushing touchdown from Marshawn Lloyd. 14 carries, 154 yards. Lord. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Game, I guess that was the game of the night. Man, mid of the night. That was a ter- neither one. Of- These teams are what I believe both of them to be. Not that good. Number one, Ohio State. You need Quinn Ewers back 
like yesterday. Let me tell you. That quarterback play that you guys have, it only reminds me of one other team that's a little bit worse, Bama. Quarterback play is just <laughs> insufficient. Notre Dame, I honestly cannot figure out for the life of me what is your juke. What is your con where people just rank you top 10 and then you play and you never look like a top 10 team? Never. Never do I see Notre Dame like, boy, that team really, they really got it going. I can explain to you why, because I've been a Georgia fan for a long time. So this is how the overrated or overhyped works. You lose a game like this, right? Early in the season. Then oh, you get... these teams should drop. Then... <laughs> Just like I said, Clemson should have went up even though they lost. These teams should both go down. But Georgia... So this is how it goes. You, you lose a close game, right? Normally our close game would be to a ranked team. And then the second game is you get upset where a team plays out of this world and upsets you. So now you have two losses. You can't get to it. And then you go win out and blow somebody out in the bowl game or win a bowl game against somebody that's ranked ahead of you. Now, next year, oh, they got the recruiting class. They number three again. That's how Notre Dame runs. And But don't you have to eventually win something? I mean, no, because they're independent. They ain't got to win nothing. They can be right up there every yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and they ain't got to win no conference or nothing. They got to show up. Instead of a commissioner thing, it's such a joke. Like It's like, what are we doing here? At least everybody else got to play for a conference championship. You guys just got to play these miscellaneous schedules. And they're like, hey, I guess we deserve to be here. Even though you come up missing like Manti Teo's girlfriend repeatedly. <laughs> So Ryan Day actually had some comments for Lou Holtz because Lou Holtz told the truth. I ain't saying he ain't tell the truth. He said under Ryan Day they've been soft. That's what he said. And Ryan Day was like, when he won, he said, "I wonder where Lou Holtz is now." When he heard him, these coaches be listening, dog. And I, I guess that gave him enough billboard it's material. <laughs> See, this is this, this is, is my issue. Don't beat a nobody. Not, and I'm not gonna say a nobody. You're right, but Sneaky. Don't beat a, don't beat a team that ain't really that good. And then, oh, it's always been Ohio against the world, bro. Nobody, no, it ain't. Yeah, no, it no, ain't. Nobody roots for Ohio State outside of Ohio State. I ain't and never nobody met is, nobody. Let me tell you. Let me tell you one thing about the SEC. Nobody is waking up in the morning saying, "Oh, I really hate Ohio State." We don't care. That football up there is a joke. It's not <laughs> anything that we take seriously. It's Man, the reason that we don't all the disrespect. That. That's the name where of this podcast. Will... All the disrespect. <laughs> I hate when people make. Oh man, the world hates us. No, we don't. We honestly just don't care. Don't care. I don't care about your team. Win something, and then maybe play in a conference where there's more than one team that has won a national championship in the last forty years. Then maybe, just maybe. We'll care. But until then, no. It's you and nobody else. And we don't really respect you. Next. Hmm. All right. Well, that was a good game. Uh, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. I think Ohio I think this now allows Notre Dame to, I mean, allows Ohio State to lose versus Michigan and still be considered for the college football playoff like last year. 
unless they lose to Penn State. I told y'all earlier that all of them are going to cannibalize themselves. Somebody's going to beat somebody, going to beat somebody. They all going to have one loss, and it's, they're all going to get left out. It's gonna be That's what's going to happen in the Big Ten. Um, where else we at, man? We are... Oh, Penn State, Iowa. Penn State, Iowa. Thought that was going to be a good game. 31 nothing. 31 to nothing. 31 nothing. I mean, so, yeah. Well, the reason I brought this up was because <laughs> of the uh, Hawkeyes offensive coordinator. So the Hawkeyes offensive coordinator has to <laughs> Iowa offensive coordinator has to average 25 points per game or he's fired Brian Ferentz to keep his job. They have to average 25 points per game is in his contract or for him to be able to automatically keep his job. They got to be 31 to nothing. <laughs> let me, you might as well go ahead and clean out you your top, clean out your I office now. This. <laughs> Number one, do you know who the head coach of this team is? Kurt Ferentz, his father. No, Dad, I'm not signing this contract. Number two, you think that I'm going to link my job and my success to college children scoring 25 points every Saturday? <laughs> not a no, but a hell no. Um, and now you got yeah, zero. You're the coach. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess not having it defined like that. Yeah. No, because what, what happens if we score 17 points and we man and we, ground and pound the whole game away, we have an excellent time of possession and win the game. No, you're not finna hit me with, well, you didn't score 25 points? No, 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 no. Um, that's wild. That's terrible contract. contract with his, I with can't his believe that your dad let you negotiate <laughs> this contract considering he's the head coach. Um, good luck. You go need Yeah, it. he's fired. He's fired. There, if, 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 if that is true, then... It's it's a wrap for you, big dog. It is a wrap for you. Um, you better have some big games on the way. <laughs> oh, dang, I forgot to talk about Caleb Williams. Uh, <laughs> Caleb. Caleb, big dog. So I want to see y'all. Y'all see him. He's audibling. He said, hold up, wait, as he's about to catch the snap. Bong, right? Hardest <laughs> hit of the night right there. Well, I hit him right in the manhood Kerpaya. Oh. <laughs> down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Hey, go. You, <laughs> you know hey, how that center, center got to go. That. That's not like. Yeah. Not you know, like a shotgun snap not, ain't soft. Not incidental contact. That's not incidental contact. And, and if, if you know, incidental contact is more than enough. But an actual <laughs> snapped football? Oh, boy. To the you know that stomach over there. Oh, hey, hey, man. Hey, you know what old school football coaches would tell you when stuff like that happened? Is he, why you should have wear all your pads? Should have wore all your pads. That's what our coach used to say. Oh, you got a bruise Damn on your thigh? <laughs> should have hey, well, get you cussed out. It ain't nothing that's going to do me no good right now, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. A.J. Brown. Uh, but, yeah, so Caleb Williams, that was about the only thing that went wrong for him in that game. Other than that, they were they were out of this world, man. So, uh, where you, I guess we'll go to it. We'll go to it. So, um, Colorado, forty two. Was it forty two? 
Might have been 48. Colorado got absolutely uh, 42 to 6. Steamrolled 42 to 6. Um So in the first half, Colorado had 21 total yards and four first downs. Oregon had 378 total yards and 22 first downs. Um and the score was I believe 35 to nothing at halftime. Um there is a guy Somewhere, he may be from Augusta, Georgia, and he told y'all this was gonna happen. I've had this conversation with umpteen million people. Want y'all to be very clear about what these things mean. I told y'all that Colorado is not a good team. Colorado was a bad team. I think that they were one in eleven last year. That is now probably a mediocre team. To take a bad team to mediocre is an accomplishment. Congratulations, Dion. You did that through your recruiting and through your coaching. I'm not taking that away from you. But y'all who got in here and said that, hey, Colorado's a good team. I don't I, I think that they're gonna give Oregon a run for their money. Let me tell you, Dan Lanning took that personal and he made sure to let y'all know <laughs> that you can't come here and do nothing but get whooped. Also, Dan shout Lanning, out to my friend who made the bet that said the Colorado will end the season top twenty-five. Who they already go. Wow. I no, I mean that. I mean they can't get back in there. I mean that's you know what they play USC next week, right? <laughs> then Washington. Uh, <laughs> but um, we began to rock <laughs> steady. So I just want uh, my money. Um. Oregon's defense, the 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 biggest difference between the two teams this game was offense and defensive line. Oregon's defensive line, Dan Lanning is from the Kirby Smart slash Nick Saban tree and slash Bill Parcells, whatever you want to call it, tree. And they believe in defense and having speed and size on the line. And aggression. And they were destroying Look how they were destroying Colorado. Shador, I will say Shador does hold the ball a long time, but this game, it didn't matter. Not this one. Yes. This one is like that. Like, that's the thing that that I try to tell people, but everybody don't necessarily want to absorb is like, I do think that Shador, when given time, has decent, he has good to excellent touch, but he holds the ball too long. And you have an offensive line who is just not prepared. They're awful. They're not prepared to play against guys who are going to play on Sundays. And we said that when we watched, I can't remember if it was number eight or nine from Nebraska, just cause havoc. Then we saw eight Kamara from Colorado State just cause havoc. And I'm like, hey, these guys are good, but I think they're both probably a little too small to play in the pros. When you start getting to this next level where the next where the guys are gonna play on Sundays, their offensive line gonna have to stand up or they're gonna get they're gonna get DJ Jazzy Jeff. And that's what they got. They kept getting thrown out of there. And Shador, you're gonna have to learn to make peace with not having completion percentage of like a free throw. You're gonna have to just throw it away. Throw it away. Live to play another down, but you can't take seven sacks. You're the most sack quarterback in college football through three weeks. Um. Yeah, you're gonna have to chuck it, bro. Just make peace with it. Let me ask you a question. Well, let me play this clip, and then I'm gonna ask you what you feel about this. 
Cause I am, I'm not conflicted, but it's interesting. This is Dan Lanning when they were up 35, nothing going into halftime. This is what he had to say. Let me make sure I got all the levels up so y'all can hear it. Uh, but not done yet. We're not satisfied. I hope all those people that have been watching every week are watching this week. I think they are. What did you think of Bo's efficiency there in the first half? Bo's only Nobody cares about Bo Nix. So Dan Lanning didn't say much. Uh, you're right, Sneaky. Colorado has basically Jackson State's O-line. Um, Dan Lanning didn't say much during the week leading that up. Are those the Louis bags he was bringing with him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Lanning said, well, Travis Hunter was a Louis bag and should do it. That's, those are the only. No, he said he had Louis bags. These look like the Street Louis bags now. <laughs> but Dan Lanning, um, first he took the shot at Colorado when they said that they were leaving and going to the Big 12. What? Wait, can I answer that? Is that is is was his assessment of? I didn't ask a question. What has Col? Well, I mean, well, I wanted to before you diverge into the other point, like that point where he said, "Does has Colorado ever mattered?" I think that that's a fair assessment. That's like that's like imagine if Vanderbilt found themselves want to move somewhere and somebody said, "So how do you feel about Vanderbilt leaving the SEC?" Don't care. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you ain't never had that to do here. So well. So the the second part of that was it was interesting that Dion then responded right after Oregon announces that they go into the Big Ten and was like it's just all about a bag. It's funny they was talking about us, referring to Dan Lanning, um, which is fair, one hundred percent fair. Which don't, is funny. Don't so call when he said funny huh? and then do the same thing. Yeah. So Dion had it, but that right there was the start of the verbal. Back and I ain't gonna say they don't have back and forth, but the little verbal tit for tat that they've been having the entire time. What? I don't know. I thought that was a touchdown by the Rams, and then it went left. Um. So That's my game. thing with with Dion and Dan Lanning. Number one, Dan Lanning has listens to the podcast just like you guys like follow subscribe. I said if you want. You want your chance. Don't give Dion any bulletin board material. Wait till it's time to play and punch him in the face. Now, Dan Lanning did give an excellent pregame speech talking about we play to win. We don't play for clicks. You don't win in Hollywood. You win on the grass. But he waited until it was too late for Dion to do anything about it. Well, and to me, he went out there and punched him in the face. And then afterwards, being that I'm a Florida fan, I feel I feel Nick Saban would do the same thing, talking about we not done. Steve Spurrier would do the same thing. Lane Kiffin would do the same thing. Hell, Kirby Smart would do the same thing. So he did it. I, I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily like when they make it like, oh man, they're just he don't like Dion. Nah, this is college football. And I hate to say it. But let's be real here. Colorado has gotten all of the publicity all week. And you looking at Colorado like, bro, y'all cannot hold my jock strap. So, yeah, when it get down to time to play, I ain't pulling no punches. Not nam. Nah. So this is why I think that was kind of a sucker move. Because I don't think that, 
Well, I ain't gonna say that because it's probably off the cuff. But you, you knew you were gonna say. I think, I think his speech was augmented for the cameras in some shape or form. He, I oh, think he, he dressed was, it up. He's selling though. You got to remember these football coaches selling a program. This is this is probably gonna be the biggest, like most eyes on a game. It's I think that's the most televised game of the season. All be. of that. So yeah, this is gonna be my chance in the spotlight. I need to be able to use this to recruit How's, next. To Oregon, what do you see? And that's bullshit. Because Oregon's already in the spotlight. They had a number, what, four, I mean, five or six ranked team. They still have to play USC. Like, they have a giant Bo Nix poster in New York. Oregon is in the spotlight. He definitely, hold on, let me finish. He definitely took up that time to take shots at Dion. Now, while I don't like the shots at Dion, and you you got all this bravado in your chest after y'all up 35 nothing, Dion. You can't allow your teammates to go. I mean, your team, if you don't do nothing but practice and work hard and play football, you know, that's what he say. He can go out there on the Oregon O and and scrape up the O. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't you can't do that. And the player, bro, you 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 shouldn't start no more. You should have been benched. Something should have been done. There should have been some type of olive branch sent from Colorado to Oregon, like, hey. He's stupid. <laughs> you hear me? Because my bad. The, you knew that they were overmatched. And Dan Lanning, and that's why I brought up that quote and the pregame. I want to bring up the pregame speech because Dan Lanning was going to score 60 on them. He was going to try to score 70. Oh, he was going to try to score 80 because they went forward on fourth and goal twice up 35 nothing. And then they, somebody, somebody tapped him because they were going forward on fourth and goal at the end of the first half again and they tapped him and said no nah, i don't do it let, let me be very clear that was low class and low brow you had already beaten them you had already demoralized them there was no point at that point like at the end of the day man you're a coach and i know that you know we, we care a lot about college football but these are kids bro you're not out here trying to break a kid so like you shouldn't be at the end of the day you had already proved your point you know we'll talk about multiracial mcdaniel he had an opportunity to break the NFL scoring record. He was like, nah, my point's already proven here. I don't need to do that. It's the same thing. Now, do I think that... I don't think that's the same thing. In my belief... Thing. Huh? I don't think that's the same thing. Multiracial McDaniel had a vendetta against the Broncos because they wouldn't I mean, well, him. Possibly, possibly. I don't think... But... I think Dan Lanning and this... We'll, we, we can jump into it. Dion said to himself... What's up, Kev? Dion said to his... Said, they said... They are playing against me. The coaches are trying to beat me. They are not trying to beat their team to beat. So, and that was addressing going forward on fourth down, saying all of these things. And Dion's right. Like you won, you get a chance to say all of that. But, and then, and it's funny how Dion was able to turn this into a positive for him uh, immediately. <laughs> like oh, immediately. That's a, spin, that's a spin doctor working on the people who can be spun. I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't no positive about you getting walloped. And Dion, don't don't put yourself in that. Oh, they came out. You know who? You know who they trying to beat at Alabama? Nick Saban. You think Lane Kiffin went into that game worried about any more anybody other than beating Nick Saban? Hell no. I want my pound of flesh. When Kirby Smart plays Nick Saban, cool. These guys on your team. I want to beat you. So welcome to the game, bro. 
Don't but, don't try to make it personal. Where oh, mm-hmm. they try. Yes. No, it's, it's personal. Are, they, what he, I, what he's saying is they don't like him in the way that he carries himself. In the way that I understand completely what he's saying. I to me, how I interpret it is that yo, they just don't like me. Like they were trying to score forty two points not to break the will of our team. He was trying to do that to embarrass me. He's trying to do all of those things to me because he's mad at me. And and you can say in this pre rooted in substance, not clicks, all of that other stuff. That but you all know of that Dion is searching for clicks. But all of that is that's hate. That's all hate. And you used it as and you use the haters motivation. Yeah, come on, dog. You use the haters motivation because Oregon if wants the t- clicks. There's hey, no reason. You talk, that, come on, bro. Oregon what, has a I, thousand I uniforms. You think Oregon has a thousand uniforms not for the clicks? That is for that is for clicks. They yeah. literally are yeah. known before they were good. They were known for being Nike thousand uniform but, Oregon. But that's I, clicks. So that's a, that's a sucker that's move. Dan Landon, all of that was sucker. Because that's sucker. like that's where they're like that's where they develop everything in. But either either way, beside mm, the point, mm, like mm. Dion, you can't want everybody to look at you. You can't be the guy like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then once people say, Hey man, well, I'm coming to beat you. Since you want everybody to look, I'm looking at you. Dan Landing made that game personal for some reason. Like and and well, I'm and I will say, I, mean, I, I I see how I don't know who was responsible for the to- for the shoulder tap. Don't know who. I don't know if it was the Pac-12. I don't know if it was the Big Ten. I don't know if it was the Big Twelve. I don't know I if it was I, Las hey, Vegas. Phil Knight still. Hey, Phil Knight is a hey, hey, bro. Oh yeah, you I don't know, know if it was Nike because Nike just re-released hey, the Dion's. Like the, I don't know the Dion, the, ter- the diamond turfs. Hey, relax, 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 relax. That's still but somebody we trying to somebody tapped him on that shoulder and said, "Hey, brother, <laughs> you sir, because they scored seven points in the second half. They could have scored a hundred. They just ran the ball Ow. pretty much." And I'm gonna let y'all know yeah, right like, now, Bo, Bo Nix is trick bag too. By the way, he still threw a pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not, do not believe in Bo Nix. We're net. I'm never gonna tell you to believe in him because I surely don't. But I could, I could. I mean, I played on a team before, bro. And if the other team is nowhere in the same realm as my team, and they're getting all the shine and all the spotlight and all the oh no, dog, I'm gonna take that personal. I'm taking that personal from the media. I'm taking that personal from the other team. I have to show you who I am. I'm still less than Val, son, at the end of the day. And clearly y'all don't respect that, and you don't believe it. So here we are, and I'm going to shellack you. And when I I hope Oregon go undefeated because when they, if or when, because they do it every year, when they lose. They're going to Oregon. Oregon ain't nobody but Clemson and Green. Y'all going to lose a big game now. Y'all for sure ain't going to win a Y'all game. still got to play Washington, USC, Washington State. Y'all got to play all them schools. So, but see, that's the thing. The thing with me is, bro, you, you, y'all you just got to find y'all level. It's levels to this. Colorado, you no. are not on the same level as Oregon. And y'all and everybody was saying, oh, man, maybe that could be Oregon. Oregon no. did the right thing. I need to show you that me and you need not be in the same conversation about anything. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when we talked about it on Saturday Morning Live, and we'll move on to to the nine, and we said, hey, Colorado may have the skill positions to match up with Oregon, which was a lie. But 
Uh, well, actually, I think they still could. They definitely missed Travis Hunter. Like, they missed him. His NIL deal should go up. Because, like, they missed him so bad. Hey, send me some more bread. <laughs> Double me up. Because these other dudes. But hey, all of Oregon's receivers were, like, 6'3". And the ones that were, like, 5'11", they got them on linebacker some kind of way. And they yeah. just... They just they just bullied Colorado, and they did what the other they they tried to bully Colorado like the other teams did, just with better players. When that dude number ninety eight, yeah. when you run a fake field goal from your own seventeen at zero zero, yeah, it's all smoke, all disrespect, all smoke and all disrespect. Yeah. I mean, that's the part. Like as a, I remember, I look in the newspaper and the rival high school getting the juice. Oh, we're going to fix you when we see you. I don't see this to be any different. Colorado is everybody. He's And that's what he said. The Cinderella is over. Yeah, You finna did. turn into a pumpkin today. And what did I tell you on Saturday Morning Live? I said, the accomplishment will not be winning. They cannot win. What you can do is prayerfully not get boat raced. And what and did they, they do? boat raced. Caught the twin turbos. And the bad part is... You can't even get Caleb your get Williams back. Going... Oh, that is the worst part. You when can't you get, get your get back. Nothing you can do but get whooped. Because everybody's moving right. next year. So they don't even get to play Oregon next year in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're probably going to get re-whooped again next week, too. I mean, this And that's this what week. I'm talking Like, Dan, see, see, that's why I say, Dan. I mean, I get it. But, boy, you, you it's calculated sucker move, though. That's a calculated sucker move he was doing. Uh, I don't you just said you said it was nasty what he was doing. Thirty-five oh, go oh, on yeah, fourth yeah. and go. The, the like the disrespect. The end, that was the disrespect was, was. I put calculated. that right in the chat. I said, "Nah, dog." Like I get it, <laughs> but once you prove your point, get out of there, dog. You ain't got to. You did it, dog. You broke them. You came here. They got all the spotlight. They got all the love. This is your chance. You fixed them. And somebody then, in the chat. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Once you fix them, dog, I ain't got to keep pummeling you. I'm proving my point. Say, uncle. All right, cool. Move on. But once somebody, I got in the chat because somebody said, yo, why are you, why are you feel some type of way? Georgia did the same thing to TCU. No. Georgia did that with their third string. We, Georgia played their second string in the second quarter. They played all freshmen right. in the third. Dan Landing had the starters in the game in the fourth quarter. Oh, he, he, he was tight. <laughs> he was hey, about man. to try to... And that's why I said this is not about football. This is not about disrespecting the O. He, this was I about I don't like, like Dion. I don't. Like, why? Chump me off all. Week. How is he chumped off? You Nobody can't. said anything. Nobody said he, Dion was respectful because he knew what was about to happen. He ain't said nothing all week. But, but the like the media is in. Like, I get it. I'm put. I'm a top five team. We got a Heisman candidate. Yeah, you can't get mad because the media and, don't believe in you. You you can't get mad because y'all suck every year. Y'all choke every year. Okay, okay. No 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 no. Now see that now that's that's misleading. They don't suck every year, but they they do choke suck. every year. That's oh, why I changed. They hey, choke every year. Yo, boss, my boy. What have I said? Let me drink some water. Let me cleanse my soul. <sighs> um, but yeah, like if you got a team that I would consider basically amateurs playing against my boys, and y'all want to do all of this Cinderella talk, it's hooping and yeah, I'm gonna fix you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's gonna be real quiet this week over there in Boulder. I tell you that much. It was quiet the week leading up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Didn't nobody wait, say wait, nothing? Wait, I just figured out what Sneaky just said. It's been a rough forty-eight hours for Colorado. 
Woo, how much have they lost by? What? 112 to 6. 26. Hey man, I'm glad. Hey, they, but they, uh, to, to wrap up morning, this Colorado talk, lay down, though. smoke this out, bro. Because <laughs> you know, Dion. Bad. Dion did say, uh, we said Dion is the spin doctor, spin king. Um, he turned this into a positive. They released Travis Hunter text Dion. I'm I need to play this week. I'm not taking no for an answer. Dion, I'm not gonna play the video. He says your future is brighter than mine ever was. Uh, relax and get healthy. I love you. We'll be back. Which means he's not playing against USC either. Hell no. Why would you let your prize possession go out there and get dogged? That's exactly what I was, I was like. Now, Dion ain't about to put you coming, out there. He's coming to grips with reality. Nope. Nay, you know what? And this gives, this gives him a little bit of wiggle room on the out. Like, hey, man, we don't even have Travis Hunter. I mean, I like Travis Hunter. I said that I from the he's, joint. He's, I said that. Well, yeah. yeah. I said that. To be, I said you should thank Colorado State. Legitimate CB1. I think he's going to be an excellent NFL player. But also, he, he can't. He ain't the Messiah. He ain't finna drop down from the heavens. No, but but uh, he I, would. Wait, wait, wait. I do have a little bit more of a follow-up here. Um, on social media, they came out, and apparently Travis Hunter was playing the video game in the middle of the Colorado game. How do you feel about that? It was 35 nothing at halftime. I am on a deal with Bleacher Report. I, I'm sure in that deal, have to have so somebody. Saying, I got, a, I <laughs> I got, got stream some content. I got, some, I I got something to talk about. And I'm not about to sit here and talk and dog out my team. So, yeah, watch me play video games and have me talk about anything. It's still going to bring in the money. I, it is. I ain't mad about that. And we knew it was going to happen. If we knew, he knew. He practiced against them every day. He knew. <laughs> Because he know he don't belong there. That's the other part. That's the one part that sticks in my. Uh, other than the fact that I think that he'll he'll probably still get drafted, probably like top ten. He, I think he knows he don't belong there. No, I mean he followed Coach Prime, and I think he went with Coach Prime because Dion is right. Dion is allowing him to play both sides of the ball. Georgia wouldn't have let fair, him do that. Man. Florida wouldn't have let him do that. Alabama man, wouldn't Florida let him, let him do, do whatever. Hey, dog, want to transfer from Boulder? Hey, we would transfer you, and we'll let you pick the coach. Damn near at this point. So, I mean, but spin well, king though. So that already tells you there's one spin. Spin number one. We didn't have Travis Hunter. I I love my players. I don't care how much we get beat by. I know that the main thing is the main thing. Um, and then. Followed up the week leading up to the number one recruit and number one QB in the class of 2025, Bryce Underwood posted pics of his official visit to Colorado. Well, I'm sorry, his unofficial visit to Colorado and Coach Prime. That was exactly one week ago where he spent two days in Boulder with Dion. To me, that, that tells you, no, he could have been at USC. He could have went. He visited Colorado. Yeah. You oh, saw the 2025 class. So it's not, not 2024. It, no, 2024 year. is going to UGA. 2025, the number. Oh, that's uh, Dylan. Dylan Raiola. Yeah, Ravioli. Yeah, that's him. And then um, the other one, the dude from uh, the number two guy from Carrollton. 
I think he's a sophomore, so that might be 2026. Wait, what happened to the Florida guy? What, what happened to the recruit that Florida had that they didn't pay? He was the number one quarterback too, right? He's at Arizona State. He was number quarterback in 20. He's there. He's playing. He starts as a freshman. Graham <laughs> Mertz. <laughs> but hey, but I'm yeah. gonna tell you right now. If I'm Mister Underwood or Miss Underwood, hey Dion, don't call my son back to y'all. Got an offensive line. And I think, well, uh, and if you don't think that that was the number one thing Dion was selling, hey, I already got, I already working on the trenches. I already got players Show me the baby. coming. Well, Show, well there's show the doctor. me there's the, the doctor. Warren Sapp says I want to be there next year. I'm going to get everything, the paperwork, and gonna That's go to D-line. work with Dion. Let me tell you something. Don't matter. Don't matter. Because I, as a Georgia fan, as you're a Florida fan, as you know, players want to go, especially in nowadays with the way that the climate is in college football, players want to go where they're going to get the best coaching, the best NIL opportunity, the best exposure, and the and uh, go against the best players because the way it works, those players that, let's say you go to Georgia as a walk-on, and, and, or go to Florida when you know as a walk on, but do well against uh, Travis Etienne, right? Or Trevor Etienne. Let's say you be you be whooping Trevor Etienne's ass in practice, right? You will get an opportunity just because they've seen Trevor Etienne and you keep showing up. But you have to play against the best. That's what the Dion's angle is. At, yeah. Oh yeah. Lord. That is what Dion is doing. To have if you keep bringing in these former players, black dudes especially guys and 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 they're improving themselves Dion going I told y'all if Dion ever recruits offensive line and defensive line if he gets the trenches y'all y'all in for it and the Big 12 no, no 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 if and if he puts together his coaching staff that looks like the expendables I feel like that's what he's about to do just let me find all of the old guys hey y'all want to come and live in Colorado for a little bit coach a little bit of football hang out and I think that Warren Sapp and his him being adamant about it is the right step in the right direction. Now that is hat. where I think that they can really get that could be scary. Now the issue with that is those guys are rich and you gotta find a way to keep them motivated because at any point they're like, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to stay away from my family. I did this all for my entire NFL career. But if you can find guys who are probably like Warren Sapp, a little bored. And, and want to relive it again, oh, man, you might be able to put together something scary. I was about to say, with athletes, it's different. You 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 don't you, – you, you never lose that edge. You always want to do it. It's just if you want to put the time to it. And Warren you, Sapp has always – also know you have you got a wife and a family. Just because you want to do something don't always mean you can do something. But imagine well, if he called, like, Ed Reed or Ray Lewis and get them wait. to Boulder. They're all – they they all from with my listen. He already got. He already cool with Ed Reed. He's cool with Warren Sapp. I and this is my point that I wanted to bring up about this move. Dion and Nick Saban are good friends, or were good friends. I don't know what they are now. They were friends. Uh, and Dion and Saban does. They were something. You don't talk about a friend like that. Saban does the same thing, in terms of, and it just came out. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Spencer Halls. Uh, he was talking about how Alabama has all of these, they have these reclamation projects as coaches, Lane Kiffin, uh, all these people, right? Uh, Sarkeesian, um, Brian Daybold, literally everybody. 
Uh, Brian, what's the other uh the dude the coach text the Texans? Yeah, him. Brian. Uh, yeah. So what I'm saying is they have all these people in these places, and you're like, dang, they got him coaching. They have Mario Cristobal, who is the coach of Miami, as the offensive line coach. Well, he should have been. That's where he should have stayed. Sorry. When they told him that, and then they went to visit, it was like, yeah, he doesn't really coach the offensive line. It's this old dude that's been with Alabama for years that coaches the offensive line. These dudes are just figureheads in the place to make this look more prestigious. This and probably do more scheming thing. than coaching. This is the same thing to me. I think Dion is going to put together, like you said, the expendables to just walk around, be there, give expertise, work with him afterwards and all of that. <laughs> Sneaky. Uh, Affleck. But I think that he's going to have a bunch of other coaches to be like the hands-on guys. And I also think if, he's the Fires defense coordinator. If Ed Reed. Ed Reed is the perfect guy for this job. Ed going to be there. Ed going to be there. You, fu- you fumbled the, the Bethune-Cookman, and like this ain't a shot. You fumbled the Bethune-Cookman job. You can come to Boulder. You can coach next to Prime. You're going to be visible. And then, hey, yeah, two or three years, we can give you another shot at a head coach. And then you can be under my tree. And you can come here and you can coach with me. Like, remember, they play together with the Ravens. Like, it's not unreasonable. And I doubt that is scary. Dion's ability to market and Dion's connections are what should scare these teams. Hey, he can talk to guys. I can talk to other coaches. Dion is going to have the inside track with other players. He's already that, done it at Jackson State. He had Troy Aikman come give. I mean, he's got Tom Brady talking to Shador. Like, but I'm, the, I'm, talk, I'm but I'm talking about. Yes, you're right. Phone calls are great. I'm talking about on site. Warren Sapp going there is a big like that scared me. I was like, you know what? Because if I'm a defensive lineman, hell yeah, give me. I want to learn from Sapp, bro. I've seen <laughs> him. I know exactly who he is and what he's about. He's about what I'm trying to do as far as being a defensive lineman. Yep. And I'm telling y'all, if Dion now, if he, and like Dion said, you better get me now because this is the worst we're going to be. This year is the worst we're going to be. And I believe him. I don't now, know. If he I do stays think there that reporter the who he asked, um, do you believe if I'm that reporter, I'm petty. Petty. Yeah, I'm petty. I'm showing right up. Hey, so do you believe? You still believe what you believe in now? <laughs> Well, Jay, uh, James Madison's football coach said the ref didn't believe their own eyes. Uh, he was so mad uh, that he pulled out a cell phone and showed them how they were wrong, similar to what Pat Beverly did that got him ejected uh, in the, the Lakers-Celtics game. <laughs> coach Josh Haddon was so angry that he pulled out a cell phone. Number one, Who is that is, guy? This is against the rules. This is 100% against the rules. You cannot do that. And it's once again the cameraman. And look at the referee. The referee really trying to help you out right there. Are you stupid? Did, did you read any of the rules about this sport before you do anything? You can't do that. That was against Utah That is 100% against <laughs> the rules to have mobile devices. Like, that rule is challenging. You, you can't, can't look at your phone and be like, hold on. Let me see what ESPN says. All right, throw the challenge flag. That's against the rules. 
And you can see the referee who's like, you stupid. Idiot. You stupid. What the hell? <laughs> like, you... Put that ball back in your pocket, but we all get in trouble in there. <laughs> yeah, so he, he pulled out the phone, and everybody's like, what? Pat Bev did it. <laughs> I love P. Bev, yo. I think they ended up P. getting Bev. like a 15-yard penalty. Look at the ref. He's trying not to look. He's like, ah, come on, man. You saw that? He was I like, ah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the ref was like, come on, What's dog. Come on, man. You want to try to see that? I didn't. That's how it Put the put the booze up. If you drank it in the car, I didn't see that, man. Now, <laughs> yeah, I will say, I hey, mean, James Madison, not... you can't do this. You, I'm assuming this is the rankings. No, this is not rankings. James Madison, you up twenty four to They're six. Undefeated. They're undefeated. Y'all are up twenty four to six, and this is what you're doing in the game. Yes. If if you're not <laughs> used to winning, yes, I want to do whatever I can to protect this league. I do not want to be tricked off, Johnny. No, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, you got to know you can't do that. And yeah, James Madison is good though. Everywhere. Meant to tell y'all that. Y'all need to pay attention to James Madison. Um. So yeah, here's our weekly Florida. Just because he's a Florida fan. Don't no, hey, this this is a great okay. catch. I don't care who makes this catch. This is an excellent yes, you catch. I don't even know who this. What's his name? Ricky Purcell. Ah, Ricky. Hey, this is the people you hate. Ricky, no, I love, I love uh, white receivers. That's my boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ricky Purcell, Florida versus Charlotte, made a really great catch. Great against Charlotte. This this is the catch, right? This is an OBJ worthy catch. Like, there's nothing like. Damn, they look like the Jordan logo. Uh, I do foresee uh, Pretty Ricky being an NFL wide receiver. I probably think maybe fourth, fifth round. He runs good routes. He's tough. Yes, sneaky. Clearly saw him. Get his clock clean right through the middle. Uh, I like that kid a lot, though. And, and the fact that he, he, he caught that ball and still get, he got plumber chick when he caught that ball. Yeah, he got destroyed by two <laughs> players. They hit each other. Though. Now, I think that I was about to say the more you look at it, the more it looks like they hit each other. But I mean, you right there. I mean, yeah, you, de- you got to be. They definitely hit each other. He hit him. Ricky getting hit by this guy first actually moved him out the way because he, woo, they was about to kick. Yeah, but yeah, y'all shouldn't have struggled against Charlotte, though. I mean, why not? Fire fire baby Billy. We I want to make sure we understand that. I told y'all what was going to happen. And if y'all don't know where I get baby Billy from, HBO, Righteous Gemstones, excellent show. Um, But yes. Fire Billy Napier struggling against and and I, I don't really call them Charlotte other than my cousin is one of the coaches there. Y'all didn't score a touchdown in the second half. Y'all UNC didn't score a touchdown past the first quarter. UNC Greensboro, Florida's your, terrible. Your kicker, Florida I is mean, terrible. <laughs> three, two, four. Y'all kick five field goals. Florida is terrible. I don't like. I, I'm not. I'm not one of those. Hey man, y'all three and one, y'all three and one, and y'all three and zero at home, bro. You crazy? Y'all that good. don't mean nothing. We ain't uh, done nothing. One, oh, you gotta remember, McNeese State went on to lose again after us. <laughs> the Grammys. Charlotte, and then what do we beat Tennessee? Who mm-hmm. I told y'all who was not much of nothing. Well, they ranked ahead of y'all. Formerly, the artists leave. Artists formerly known as. They're currently number 23. And what, we 24? 25. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, ain't neither one of You know my rule, bro. Ain't neither one of us playing for a national championship, bro. What but I will say, there's a lot of pretenders here, man. A lot of pretenders. Hey, LSU <laughs> barely beat Arkansas. 
Alabama looked bad against Ole Miss. Ole Miss Lane, you gonna stay in the in there because you ain't you ten points. Uh, uh, Oklahoma and Cincinnati, that was awful. Washington State beat Oregon State. I guess that's an upset. Uh, Utah and UCLA. Utah is four zero with no quarterback. They play three people at quarterback. Cam Rising still ain't playing. That's a miracle, man. And I'm gonna tell you, that scary part is they're gonna get better. That's another team, Colorado. Hey, buckle your chin strap. It's gonna be a long. I don't think they play the. No, they play him at the end of the year. Y'all gonna get killed. Um, Washington. Well, you talking about right, right when they're trying to compete for a national championship. Uh, but the and and we're not gonna go over every game, but I the all of this was a lot of mid, a lot of pretenders. But hey, Duke, forty-one seven. Oh, called UConn is UConn. Duke is number eighteen. Duke. Yeah, you believe that if you want to. I don't I believe. Uh, I mean, you know, you think they're better than Florida? <laughs> About equal. Oh, I a lot of those th- like that's that's really kind of where I I look at teams. I think that a lot of these teams are about Florida, Colorado, Florida, Duke, Florida, Tennessee, Florida. All of them the same people. I ain't crazy enough to believe that my team is good and they team bad. I don't care. <laughs> I'm very realistic with who my team is and what they're about. Congratulations. I hope y'all lose, but. So it's a, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, it is what it is. My man said Florida is about as good as Duke. Talking about football. <laughs> I think Florida's terrible. Look at the anguish. Look at the anguish. What? I ain't going to sit up here and, and lie to y'all. Hell no. I'm ready for them to go. I'm ready for Billy to go. I'm ready for Billy to Billy going to win. Billy, y'all are going to go. Nine and three, eight and four. He gonna stay there next year. (laughs) Don't you put that curse on me? Because if you speak things into existence, they they happen. And I need that. I already told you. I already told you what's gonna happen. I told you from day one. I said this is exactly what's about to happen. You want to take a break? You want to go right through? Hmm. It's up to you. Completely up to you. I'm good. We can go right through. Uh. It's 10.30. We've been told us a lot of football, y'all. Welcome to hour number three. <laughs> we, well, hour number two, really. Um, football. So, we'll start with – I normally start out with the Falcons. Now, NFL ain't, ain't nearly as heavy as what it – it's just a lot of – it's a lot of words, but it ain't a lot of words. Let's talk about the rookies real quick. The rookies are showing out. This may be one of the better rookie classes of recent time. Um, Jameer Gibbs, nah, he ain't really do that good. Sam Laporta. Hey, wait, 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 wait. 17 carries for 90 yards? 80. 80. 80. Solid day. That's like 4.2 yards a carry. Solid day against a defense that played really good. Um, Sam Laporta, eight catches, 84 yards. Hey, man. Nick, shout out to Nick Mitchell. You said Iowa is the land of tight ends. And I was like, ah, right. man. No, he's right. 100% right. And as soon as Laporta came out, I was like, man, who is this dude? Iowa. I was like, oh, this is just poetic justice. Marvin Mims. Yeah. I mean, he had a 99-yard kick return um, for a touchdown. Oh, man, the Chargers got a steal. And let me tell you, that means uh, uh, we need to go get uh, Khalil Mack because he's on his way out. 
Tule from USC. Uh, nine pressures, four quarterback hits in a sack. Uh, and then, of course, Brian Branch, all these players. I'm tired of being the team that everybody has a career game against. 11 tackles for the Lions. But the game of the day, Devon from Texas A&M, A-Chain. Five foot H nine. H and H and H and H. He's five foot nine. Said, after that game, y'all gonna pronounce my name right, and it's H and not A chain. H and twenty two. That sounds like South Texas, South Louisiana. Uh, twenty two catches, two twenty two touches, two hundred thirty three yards, and four touchdowns. This is the fourth. This is the fourth whatever option. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle. So the rookies played really, really, really well. And judging by from Devon A chains. Uh, well, let's talk about the Falcons first. Wait, 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 wait. Also, another massive game for Tank Dell. Uh, oh, yeah, continues to play at an extremely high level. And also, we'll get to it a little bit later. But CJ Stroud, I gotta give him his credit. He is continue, he is he is producing. I think they say he's had 900 yards in his first three games. He's figured and it out. As a, and as a team with a quarterback who we might not get to 900 yards for the season, yeah, uh, I gotta 200. congratulate that man. Yeah, man. So uh, we'll get to we'll get to the rest of the league here in a second. Uh, the Falcons, twenty to six against the Lions uh, in four field. This game, the score tells you what exactly what you're thinking. The defense didn't play bad. The defense didn't play bad at all. The defense actually defense played, played really good. well. They had one. Blown, busted coverage, just one, and it's that gave happen. us a touchdown. It's gonna happen if you play, you play a game and you have one busted coverage, and I mean, let's also be real here. Jared Jared Goff is playing out of his gourd right now. He's playing at an elite level. I just saw somewhere. I just saw saw it somewhere where they were like, man, imagine the world where Jared Goff is playing better than Lamar Jackson. And if you looked at probably Jared Goff's like a last 11, 12 games, his production. Has been better than Lamar Jackson. The defense. I'm has not gonna been... let you. I don't. I don't like that point because every time I make that point with somebody like Cooper Cup, you be like, "But well, would you take Jared Goff over Lamar?" J-? No, no, no. You can't. No, 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 no. Those point. two different things. I'm looking at it production over the last not. 12 games. Jared Goff production has been production better. Not talk That's about it. Cup. You can't talk about production and not talk about Cooper Cup. Everybody that you compare him to, he outproduced. But then you say that don't yeah, matter. But- but the other thing is Cooper Cup is surrounded by weapons. Jared Goff, Jared Goff is not? I mean, Ross St. Brown isn't one? We just How saw Sam Le- St. Brown. St. Brown, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL? I don't know. No. He's better than the, any receiver that the Falcons have. How old is St. Brown? I can see London being. He's in his third now. year. You can see, nah, to see that. That's, I, no, no, don't try to spin it. He's better than any receiver that the wait, Falcons wait, wait, have wait, right wait, now. Wait, wait. Also, he's better than any receiver. Better the better Drake, than any receiver that the Falcons. Drake London has never played with a competent quarterback. Never. I don't. Well, you you full I of honestly shit. If you think you you full of it, you full of it, trying to make yourself sound right. If you think that Drake London is better than Amon Ross St. Brown right now. There's no, there's no I don't way. know the answer to that because he's played with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. And I, I don't know the last time that I've seen two quarterbacks play bad back-to-back like that other than Cleveland's 20-year quarterback history. Um, 
let's get right to it, man. Desmond Ritter, we want. I want to support you. I want you to be good, but you are playing terrible. Ain't no other way to put it. It ain't nothing else that we can say, but every team knows to put eight men in the box and just pressure you, and you're not, and you're gonna check down every time. We don't know how good Kyle Pitts is. We don't know how good Desmond Ritter is. Yeah. And now we're about to not really be able to tell how good Bijan is because they're just gonna crowd him. Like they're not at this point until you play better at quarterback. This throws everything off. This is a game that we lost when we've struggled so long with the defense that hasn't played good. When D, I feel like when the defense plays good, we should win games. And yeah, man. I mean, we had turnovers. Jesse Bate got an interception. Um, we had sacks. Uh, I think we had uh, we had one or no, we didn't have sacks. We had a lot of pressures. Um, there was one blown coverage again, one blown coverage. I told y'all the Falcons weakness on defense is the strong safety. That is our weakness. We had one blown coverage and they took advantage of it. And then they, they, I mean, they scored in the first drive and kicked some field goals and that was it. Now what, what sucks about Desmond Ritter and Kyle Pitts is Desmond Ritter is about Desmond Ritter. I ain't even gonna put this on Desmond Ritter. Although I am going to put this on Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is about to get Kyle Pitts traded. It's about to happen. They are going to trade Kyle Pitts. This, if, if they don't get on it, they're going to trade because too many people want him. And too many people are willing to give up a lot to get him. Especially Dallas with all them defensive players they got. They need a tight end or something like that. So you are about you can to do see that. It, you can see it in his face and London's face. They look like. He George Pickens with Kenny Pickett. Again. Yeah, it looked like George Pickens with Kenny Pickett. Let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. That's the reason I left. I said, how am I asking George Pickens? <laughs> we can't we can't even pass what we got. What, what I need another one for. But I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna shoot a little bit of I'm gonna fo- shift the focus. I ain't shooting no bell. I'm gonna shift the focus. Arthur Smith, your play calling Everybody. is getting worse by the quarter. Not the week, not the game. It's getting worse by the quarter. You ran, and I think I put this in the group. You ran on second and two from your own 30. You ran an end around after to Bijan, after giving Bijan the ball four straight times. I said, dog, bro, they're not even respecting nobody. And our offensive line looked just, just. Atrocious. I feel like now, we need a refund that, for Caleb McGarry. We need a refund. Uh uh and look, Chicago, I'm 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 willing to trade you Ritter for 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 Justin Fields. If y'all don't want him, hell we can't do no worse. He can't do no nah, worse than Ritter. Get, I know y'all don't want Ritter, trust me. I, I'm not even gonna try to ship him to you. I'll just give you a first because chances are we're no not first. gonna get Caleb. If we don't get Caleb, then the rest of these quarterbacks. I'm not super in love with, and I would rather go ahead and get Justin Fields and try to get him on a deal for the next few years, and then just a low level. Um, they would want Kyle Pitts. It, no, they wouldn't. They would want. They would want more than picks. You'd have to give up a player because you can't bring no. Justin Fields in to be a backup. What you gonna do? No, Fields is the starter. Ritter is the backup, bro. We've given you an opportunity. I do think. <laughs> I think that he's Marcus Mariota Jr. Oh, uh, yeah. He's more responsible, Mariota. 
Yeah. Cause he don't like, make no, yeah. he don't throw the ball downfield at all. No. And that's the reason that I, <laughs> what's up, Nessa? Yeah, she came off. She came out of Raptors like Sting. Like, <laughs> you right? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't mind Ritter being a backup quarterback. I think he's Marcus Mariota Jr. Like I think he's more responsible. I think he probably throw a little bit further, but not much. And I think that he can throw the ball. I think he's just scared. But I don't Mariota, even think. But there's not much you can throws. do though. And we're gonna get off of this because we got some other stuff we got to talk about. Seventy points, but. uh you can't blame Ritter for everything when our coach is calling bullshit. He was calling oh, wait, 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 awful wait, wait. plays. That's my other point. I think that he, I think the Arthur Smith wastes the first half of every game just seeing what the other team will do. It's I like, like it's, it's got to like, be scripted. He's got to have a script, right? That's what I, I wanted to add. Arthur Smith has to have a script. He's got to have a script. It's like he, it's like he uses all the worst plays in the first half, and then the second half is like, oh, I got him now. Bro, you need to have a game plan that works to start the game, not go in at halftime and make adjustments. I appreciate adjustments. Let me tell you that. I really do because I spent a lot of time with coaches who just whatever they got is what they got. But you you got the adjustments now. How about start the game with some sense, though? Yeah, dog. I don't know what annexation of Puerto Rico you was calling in the first half, but we was getting torched. Like, you can run a script. Like, I don't mind a script of probably about 10, 15 plays. But that should not last more than, I would say, one drive, two drives at the very most. By the second drive, by the third drive, y'all should be be in a good lather. You should be able to tell who's ready to play, and you should have some idea on what's going to work and what's not going to work. If you telling me you went to the third or fourth drive and you still running the script, bro, somebody need to take you outside and and whoop you upside the head. The Lions did. Know, you made Brian Branch all pro first team rookie with one game. All they did was put him in the linebacker spot, and if you ran the ball, he blitzed. If you pass, oh interception. If you pass the ball, he just guarded Kyle Pitts because they knew you weren't going to send him downfield or you weren't going to throw it to him. Like and. And I mean, same. I mean, Brian Burns did the same thing with, with the Panthers. Just called. That's the one thing I will say that Detroit did to start the game that I could tell we was going to lose. They came in angry. There was a level of aggression that we were not prepared for. Yeah, they, they said, yeah, Detroit has zero looked, sacks on the season. They had three sacks in the first quarter. I was they like, came oh. in looking, whoever was available to be punched in the face was getting punched in the face. And we stood there and kept getting punched and just got punched a lot for no good reason. Knocked our best linebacker out. Troy Anderson, the mind, if you remember, he's the guy that we drafted last year that ended up taking the starting spot. Uh, the running back, quarterback, linebacker, everything from Montana um, is now on his season might be over with a shoulder injury. That means that's a complete something, dislocation, shoulder yeah. blade broke or something. So, and I will tell you, our backup linebackers did not look good, boy. They did not look good at all. Call old boy from last year back. Yeah, he should uh, still Michael be Walker. Yeah, Michael Walker. Yeah, he is yeah. awful. He makes Let's interceptions, but he right can now. he can he can't go. He can't he cannot stop the run at all. But um, so now we've lost our best middle linebacker for probably the year. Uh, so we've got a lot of we got a lot of soul searching to do. Arthur Smith, you've got to figure oh, it out, man. 
Yeah, you got to figure it out, Arthur Smith. You probably go get him back. Uh, young Way Koo, Young Ho. I'm not going to go there yet. Young Ho will be permanent if you miss another field goal, big dog. You can't be missing field goals. I don't. You went to number four, and all of a sudden you are awful. Hey, man, go get 17. Who number seven? No, that's AK. Hey. Go get something, 77, 777. Do something. Get the number seven back. do something to Can't get no bad back, kicker, bro. bad quarterback, and bad D, and bad safety. We can't be bad at every level of the game. We can't do that. No, Detroit that, was that is hitting, unacceptable. Man. Like, and and you're a guy we count on. And the guy who I was talking about was was Rashawn Evans. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, Rashawn Evans, um, he is available. I, no, he plays for. Who does he play no, for? No, he's not. He's available. Yeah, we got available. Yep. So, but luckily, uh, with with the Falcons, us losing, the whole division ended up losing, and almost most of the NFC <laughs> ended up losing. Yeah. Uh, it was a wash. Uh, one team that lost, um, that won, this was last week, but we, uh, that we, this was Monday night football after the game. Uh, the saints ended up losing to the Packers, but they played Carolina. And for some reason, defensive lineman, Derek Brown, who arguably is their best defensive player or Brian Burns is one of them two or JC Horn, uh, followed Michael Thomas. Y'all know I ain't, I ain't the biggest Michael Thomas fan into the locker room after the game and they got into some sort of verbal altercation. And let me tell you something. The only reason it stayed, the only reason it stayed a verbal altercation is because Michael Thomas was smart because I'm going to play this while Norwood talks and you're going to see Derek Brown. Before you get there, I want to address that. This has been a long time since I've seen somebody who want to fight less than this man here. (laughs) He is what we call getting the hell on. Hey, Hey, (laughs) What you want to do? What? <laughs> but he kept it pushing, bro. I'm not gonna fight you, and that's a good business decision because that man would hurt you. Because Derek, Derek Brown has been big his whole life. He been he he plays he's from Georgia, and he ended up going to Auburn instead of UGA, and he he is a monster. Yeah, Mike, you right, Steph. Mike Thomas was set tripping. Look at that. Let's listen if we can. <laughs> Now, I don't know how I'm, 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 you want me to say pause on all of this. Pause, 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 pause. There is a difference between these two individuals right there. The number is 13 and 95. That should tell you all the difference that need be. Derek Brown followed him to the visitor's locker room. And then, oh yeah, move out the way now. I'm going to get in the dough. Look, they trying to keep him from getting in the dough. And and I'm going to tell you, you're really playing with your life, letting that one man be the only thing between <laughs> you and him. Because that man, Master I don't Albert. know who he is. He looked like he probably played in the pros at a certain point in his life. He weighed too little. If 95 really want to get to you, Oh, it keep you going now. You see, he he hit the slow trot at the end. Look at the trot. Yep, I'm, yeah. Yeah, let me get on over there. When when Derrick Brown started trot, I was like, Michael Thomas, you you you. That's a fight you gonna lose. You try to bully, and you know why I like it because Michael Thomas like the bully DBs that are smaller than him. If he gets a DB that's like five nine, he gonna like shake you, throw you, and do all that. Can't guard Mike, all that stuff. Yeah, all right, Derrick Brown there now. What's up? And he kept, you see, Mike kept the helmet on too. Had the helmet on. Derrick Brown was change your name from can't guard Mike. You can't run fast enough. <laughs> you could not run fast enough to get away from that man. There, he was hey, looking man. for you, and you were looking for an exit. I will though say that the Saints do look better 
um, than I thought they would. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You know your boy hurt. Who? Oh, Derek Carr got hurt. Hurt his shoulder. Um, they said he has a chance to play next. It's an AC sprain or something like that. All right, now. Keep on playing a regular season. That's what we're waiting on anyway now. <laughs> Go but ahead, they, push us so right on in. Derek Carr is hurt, but they do get back Alvin Kamara. Uh, he ended up using Drewski's uh, Demond Holmes skit to announce his return from suspension. It was pretty funny. Uh, his video has no sound. So uh, this is basically him See, acting like he got freed from jail. <laughs> it's pretty good. We will post this on the Instagram. This is funny. This is also being socially aware. Now, if I'm the Saints, I'm not sure if I want you using this. But it's funny enough. We just let it rock. Um, this is actually they ain't got no other. They ain't got no other running back. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason we need you. To, you just got off suspension. Act like you got some sense. Um, yeah, and yeah, Jameis is the starting quarterback. Jameis and, and Tamis uh, are back because definitely Tamis, uh, uh, Taysom Hill, he's 35, 36, is out there. Uh, and he was still playing. So, um, and Jamal Williams also hurt. I think he's gonna be down for a couple weeks with a bad hamstring, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, Jamal this Williams is... is out for the year. Nah, I don't think so. It's the reason we have the internet. Uh, but yeah, I I think that I don't know what the Saints are gonna do in the meantime. I don't think that you should play Derek Carter next game because if you roll him out there and he gets hurt, hurt, then you're you're with Jameis. For the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, they put him they put him on injured reserve. So he's out four weeks. But they're not calling the season yet on him. Hamstring is tricky though. Yep. But Kamara's the, back. But so the Saints, I mean, you know, they lost to the Packers. The Packers played the Saints flux. pretty much the same way they played us. Except for the Packers won at the end. Um the Hey, Packers, John Love ain't bad, bro. He's he's like Black QB mid to me. I, and I, I like think, that. I think, I think that we should have the opportunity to be the mediocre just like everybody else. I um, no. Jordan Love is Desmond Ritter that actually throws the ball down the field. I, I don't I don't think he's that great, but stamped. Stamped. I like that. <laughs> but but throwing the ball down the field is a game changer. <laughs> Packers. Y'all can't I mean uh Saints. How y'all up seventeen nothing and then lose? 1817. Oh, they that's 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 not good. They're who we we believe them to be too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh you know that's cool. In the NFC North, you know, the Giants got drubbed by the 49ers. The Eagles beat the beat the Buccaneers. Wait, hold on, hold on. The Giants. Y'all remember when everybody told us last year that the Giants were good? <laughs> Y'all seen that team? Anybody know where that team is? <laughs> Brian Dayball was finna be coach of the year. Where are the Giants? Find them for me. They are awful. Now, with the NFC North, I said, hey, the Cowboys look like the best team in the league. Then the next day, hold on, the next day, Trayvon Diggs tears his ACL. I said, ooh, that take is going to be ugly now, boy. Never did I think that it was going to be ugly because of the offense. Boy, y'all let the Cardinals come out there and just 
dominate the offense. 28-16. Dak finally threw his first interception at the end of the game. Uh, Mike McCarthy looks like he turned back into a coaching pumpkin. Um, this game, even though it was 28-16, was never in doubt. The Cardinals led the entire game. Y'all got beat by Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. Y'all, I don't, I, Hollywood Brown had like a, 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 the best game he's had in like two, three years. Uh, now, now, Reggie, come on. For a team here. that's, for a team that is tanking, y'all lost to a team that is tanking. And when I, I will only be referring to Arizona as a JV team because that is what they are. Now, they are one of the toughest JV teams I've seen in a long time. They go out and play very scrappy. I think they do that because they hate their quarterback. I think that anybody playing quarterback minus Kyler Murray is an upgrade for them because I feel like they all want to jump him and they hate him. Uh, now, on to you and the Cowboys. Reggie told me on this very podcast last week, he said, man, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. I said, excuse me, say what? And you said, said Eagles 49ers. And I was like, nah, their defense is good enough. And their, I was, their offense is good enough, and their defense is great. And then, boom. What, 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 what position did he swear on offense? No, 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 no. I said I, this was this, I didn't see this coming. Not against, not against Arizona. I could see this maybe against the Eagles. In like a, a, a NFC East knockdown drag against Arizona, totally. I don't know. Well, Dak looked this mid. Is, this everything. Is the, but this is this what is made me thing. walk back. This made me walk back that take immediately. I was like, dang, Trayvon Diggs hurt. Like that's and and I'm gonna tell you, Arizona, whoever that other corner is for the Cowboys, they identified him play one and milked that side of the field the whole game. Y'all better go sign somebody. Go trade for something. Well, this is the thing about Dallas. If you really look at their game, it's been a lot of special teams, been a lot of points by defense. The mm -hmm. offense has been basically mediocre in every game. When the offense actually has to play, I don't have any confidence that the offense can function at a high enough level to be scary. That's the reason when people say, hey, this is the best team. I'm like, that offense is not scary. The 49ers offense is threatening to me. It makes me uncomfortable. They have Kittle. They have McCaffrey. They have Ayuk. They have Debo. Now, when you get to the Cowboys, you got Dak. CD. You got CD. It's really it. And I'll be honest. CD ain't the scariest guy to me. And Dak, for sure, is hell like the scariest to me. So well, Dallas dropped the ball bit... by not going to get Jonathan Taylor. That, that yeah, it's, you should have you, you gotten Jonathan Taylor. Sneaky, tell me why this won't be the, the same team next week. Tell me why, Sneaky, because... Well, well, who y'all play next week since, since you just, you are the Cowboys representative? They play um, the Chargers. I want to know who y'all no, play No, I'm sorry. They play week. the Patriots. Yeah, they, yeah they'll beat the Patriots. Uh, I mean... They'll beat the Patriots. Dog fight. Dog fight. Dog Shouldn't fight. Be. I'm telling Shouldn't you be. right now, just like I told you last week, I'm here again. Patriots, Cowboys, dog fight. And I think the game ends up like probably seventeen to twenty-one. I don't think Neither so. Team. I I think the script writers are going to make the Patriots Cowboys is going to be a twenty-one point win by the Cowboys because Cowboys play oh, the forty. Cowboys play the forty-niners. The Cowboys play the forty-niners the week after that. 
and they're going to set that game up to be game of the whatever. Man, no. No, no, no. Don't no. I care about Let the backup O-linemen. The Cardinals got a backup team. Yeah, a whole backup team. Exactly. Yeah, I don't care about no all. Their quarterback, they're sitting for the season. They're they're taking so hard that Caleb Williams' daddy said, hey, we if not y'all trying that. to draft my son, he will stay in college. He'll get a degree before he go play for the <laughs> <laughs> So, no, nah, I don't uh, – respectfully, I don't hear about no backup, nothing. Uh, but outside of that, no, I think that the Patriots – the Patriots lose, but Patriots and Cowboys is going to be very close. I'm telling you, I think the score is 21-17. Maybe Dak pulls off a win, but it's tight. Big dog, big dog, Micah. Let me get, let me, let me highlight you, Micah. You are in the running for being. I mean, you look like in that picture right there, like the NFL version of Mike Tyson. You are in the running to be Defensive Player of the Year. You are a beast. Let me tell you something though. You can run your four three five and four four at defensive end. You can be that. That man right there, Cheetah, talking about if you come over my way, I'm sending you to the tent. That's what he said to Tyreek Hill on his on his uh uh no you want sneaky, you want to be the 49ers. Uh, that's what he said. Wait, let's bet that right now. I want to bet a twelve pack, not not a six pack. I'm willing to bet on Monday night raw right here in front of the world. The millions of viewers who are here with us tonight. Always remember, like, follow, subscribe. I'll bet you twenty. I'll bet you twelve or twenty-four that y'all not gonna beat the 49ers. Um, I just wanted to make sure we ain't let that pass because you gonna set yourself our, up for that. That'll be the game of the Cowboys win. They just they they false hope too. <laughs> they gonna give you some false hope. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but about this, actually, Reggie, I disagree. Number one, he was talking. Tyreek was talking about he was setting the edge. You are not setting the edge. Didn't didn't Michael get Parsons. that context. Yeah, Michael Parsons gonna kill you, dog. I thought he was just okay, saying I, we're gonna beat y'all in the game. We, are we are we gonna bet this together? Or are we betting this separately, Reggie? Are you in on the twelve pack or no? Yeah, I am. I man, <laughs> if Brock Purdy elbow stay intact, ooh, they just knocked out Matt Stafford. No, they didn't. They knock him out. But yeah, also, I mean, also, you know, if Michael get a hold of, of Tyreek, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell to pay now. As a person who played. You try to avoid them guys. Nah, big dog. I know what you're trying to do. Because it only take one. We can play for 48 minutes. Or excuse me, 60 minutes. You only need one of them to clean my clock. Lay me on down here. So nah, uh-uh. I'm avoiding him. Uh damn, man. Sneaky get jumped now. Everybody, yeah, yeah. I got six on it too, dog. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh hey, Tyreek, keep your head on a swivel. Number one. Number two, don't you be like Chad Ochocinco trying to block uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Don't set no edge. <laughs> don't set nothing. Set yourself up to, to live a long, healthy life. You stay away from Mr. Parsons. Yeah, you don't Mr. Want Parsons, don't you get outside of yourself and try to tackle Tyreek in the open field. You want ACLs, MCLs, LCLs, um, everything. You better leave that man alone because he's yeah. the fastest man in the NFL. Possibly yeah. ever. <laughs> that we've you seen fast, but not that fast that we've seen um since we going from cowboys i'm gonna just jump to the dolphins if you don't mind i'll i'll, I'll circle back i just wanted y'all to see this score right 
<laughs> the Dolphins, in case you've been living score. under the rock, in case you've been living under a rock, there were 90 points scored in the Broncos-Dolphins game. 90 points. 70 of them were scored by the Dolphins. 7-0. The most, the second most points <laughs> since the merger. I ain't. <laughs> CTE is real sorry. Uh, MCL injuries. Uh, I don't even have no hey. words for this game. Like multi-racial McDaniel <laughs> put on a murderous clinic of bullying. This is not a football game. This is not an exhibition. This was old-fashioned bullying. They whooped their ass the entire game. It was They scored 35 points in the first half, 35 points in the second half. I feel like everybody on the offense scored. They start doing all types of line dances. Um, Russell Wilson, Russell, not to be not to be confused with Russell Gambrell, who I've seen him play better football than you lately, son. Um, you about to have to be Sierra husband soon. They are gonna fire you from this job, and then you're gonna have to go back to the house and make TikToks and raise future's kids. Because <laughs> it's getting out of hand. Why do you got to do the Jay Z Beyonce? Like, why you got to do that? It's but you realize you in an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, Russ, it's bad for you right now. It's very bad, and it don't look like it's getting any better. Uh, now the embarrassing part is, if you remember, the Denver Broncos actually supposed to have a good defense. Uh, they got Patrick Sertain. I think they got another safety who's pretty good. They got Chubb over there. Like, they have no shortage of good defensive players. Ain't no way you should get 50. 50? Lose 50. by 50. Oh, 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 oh. I'm a, they got 70. Yeah, well, te- yeah, you're right. <laughs> Technically, it was a set. You got 70. But <laughs> losing by 50 points has to be demoralized. Uh, can you can you go to the little clip of the other offense? I think it's a tackle. Who I, I felt bad for him. Who? This one? Uh no, you should go down to where it says tired of losing. <laughs> hey, Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles was a top. I think he was the first lineman selected in his draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um Garrett Bowles, the fallout for this game is Garrett Bowles said on how he's so tired of losing. Um, He said he's going through it personally. He said basically this is some bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, I've been here for seven years and all I've done is lost. He said, shit, I'm tired of losing. All I've done is lose since being here. He joined the team in 2017. His record is 35 and 66. Listen, Garrett, I'm going to offer you somebody that made it to the green, that made it to the Hall of Fame in Canton off being with a team that historically was awful. I already know who you're talking about. He just went there. He is a lovable character, and he made it there of being Iron Man and being regular. Joe Thomas just made it to the Super Bowl. I I mean, made it to Canton 
after being your whole life. with the Cleveland Browns his entire career. You know it wasn't a lot of winning there. They left and came back twice. So, hey, man, if you need some emotional support, go call him. Go call him. Go call Barry Sanders. I think they only made this, the playoffs once. Hey, also, also, hey, man, if you're interested in coming to play for Atlanta. Nah, he ain't um, been that good. Got, like Sneaky said, he ain't been that good this year. He hasn't been that good. Uh, uh, Change the scenery. Think so, it'll do something. <laughs> I've been good, and we've been 35 and 66. What you expect me to <laughs> Reggie, we got jobs. When the people around you suck, how hard do you work at your job? Oh, well, well we often to be trash. I'll be number one, but you, I ain't finna work myself, <laughs> kill myself, and y'all be sorry as hell. Russell out here kissing babies. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Look, see, this is disrespectful. <laughs> that down there at the bottom, <laughs> look like they finna do the electric slide. No, bro, I, I kick, I kick all this shit over. You play with me like that, and uh, tough to watch. Sean Payton, I know that. this Sean Payton, y'all, and he was furious. And he's furious because the media, the media is petty too. They missed not one opportunity to take shots at Sean Payton. Dude just said, yeah, this was the worst loss historic since the merger. Sean Payton was like, what's the question? He was like, nah, I ain't really got one. <laughs> Dude was like, fine. Yeah, this, this is what I expected them to do to Dion. Like, when you really talk that trash, now, hey. And this, you're right. He played a clip and then I'll talk <laughs> about it because. This is you said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I mean, I'm aware. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. You want to slap him. If he could get to him the way that he want to get to him, well, he just slapped him 75 times. Bro, you didn't even ask. Hey, that'll be your last question for the season, too, bro. You might as well work a beat somewhere else. You might as well start worrying about uh, the Nuggets or uh, the Rockies, because in this, in here, you'll never get another. Hey, call, matter of fact, you'd be better off going over there to Boulder and see if Dion will talk to you, because you didn't even ask me a question. You just told me how terrible I was, and then say, "How do I feel about it?" You knew I didn't feel good. He said, "I already told you how I felt about it." Now I will say, uh, to have this dancing at the bottom is so dis. Look at that, Lord, it's disrespectful. And you gotta fight. You got to yeah. fight when they right. do look at, let me tell y'all, you see y'all didn't, right. you see who that is right there. Do you see the, the mouse pointer? That is Robbie chosen Anderson who also got a touchdown. Y'all forgot that he Wait, was even what? on this team. Didn't you? <laughs> That's not true. It's nowhere. There. <laughs> I'm looking at that stats. Tyreek Hill part. Oh, let's go to that one. <laughs> he does play for the Dolphins. I was like, get him Falcons. We need somebody. <laughs> Uh, they put up some ridiculous stats. Um, Devontae ate a, a, a chain. Achen. 18 carries for 203 yards and two touchdowns. He also had 58, I'm sorry, 85 yards and two touchdowns receiving. Mostert had 13 carries for 140-some yards and three touchdowns. I mean, the... <laughs> they brought in uh, Matt White as the backup, and he was two of two for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. 
you know how bad that you have to get your ass whooped when they make a PDF of just all of the different things that your team has done. <laughs> like somebody had to really go in. You know, the majority of the time, W, they put the score, they put either their number one player or they are like the biggest player of the game. Boom. Media done. Nah. So what I actually need y'all to do this time, guys, is I need a full PDF breakdown. I need stats. I need multicolor. I need everything. I need to, and I, at the bottom, I want you to actually break down what exactly everybody did to kick their ass. And then I need this. I need this ready as soon as the game is over. Remember, I said there's disrespect. Let's look at that. They just did a no look shovel pass. And look at that. They won seventy to twenty. It was 14-7 14-7 in the second quarter. That means. <laughs> They scored 56 points in three quarters. I'm going to tell you right now. First of all, this is so Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes is changing the game. That's Then on top of that, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm Boy, be Sertain. I thought you didn't play Sertain. You missed that tackle. And I'm going to say this. If I'm a defensive player for the Broncos or wherever I play for the rest of my career, I have one objective. And my objective is to knock Tua head loose. From here on out, it's like it's the chicken fight. Whenever I see you, it's on perpetually. You didn't have to score 70 points on me. And for that, I will forever be hunting you. And I'm trying, I'm trying to put you out of there, bro. I ain't even gonna nah, see you doing no look. Nah, bro. We're not doing this. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. Look at this play selection though. That's a change. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Devon right here that caught the ball. This is Tyreek Hill going in as a end around. Plus, you oh. have Mostert and the fullback going to the flat. The defense, this is like some Frankenstein like wizardry. Oh. that he's Let doing. me tell you. The man multiracial McDaniel is an offensive concepts mastermind. All of the plays look very similar in the motions, and every time it is it is super intentional on where the play is going and the option that the quarterback has. That, uh, what's his name for the 49ers? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that Shanahan coaching tree is very, very real. Yeah. And McDaniels is... I think he's going to be the new Sean McVay. Like, I think the Sean McVay had an excellent cast of players. I don't know how great of a coach he is anymore because now that the players aren't great, the team don't look great. But McDaniel is about to cook. And if y'all are smart, just you don't have to be creative. You need to watch what he does and imitate it. Cleveland Browns. This is who you need to be stealing plays from. Y'all run that same generic, boring offense. This is where you find an offense. Just steal what the steal what the what the Dolphins are doing. Let me tell you something. This is, I didn't this realize is. that Mike McDaniel was the run game coordinator in uh, San Francisco. Moster was on that team. I know. That's when but Jarek was there. I didn't realize that he was the run game coordinator. Yeah. So he was the run game, and everybody's like, "Oh, the Dolphins can run the ball." Yeah, 
<laughs> I didn't realize that. And the fact that now that you add these concepts to being able to throw the ball, which is the Shanahan offense, which is why I'm going to relate this back to the Falcons. I don't care. Which is why I understand what Arthur Smith is trying to do. You're trying to run yeah. one or two or three formations, five wide, uh, 12 personnel, maybe keep everything looking the same or a bunch. And you keep everything the same and you can be able to run. You should be able to run any play in your playbook off of any formation. I understand what he's trying to do, but you're not calling plays like multiracial right now. And no. they were out there partying. Like you could tell again that this was personal for, for McDaniel in the stands. I will drag your ass out of there. You, and, and you got to think, you got in the stands on touchdown number one. So you feel <laughs> real bold. Nah, dog. If you, nah, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to pull you out of there, dog. And I just have to take my L. And if I get if I get fined or suspended, well, that'll be it. But you, Tariq, now nah, the issue is you got to get up there and catch him. And yeah, I about to say, what you, you, what you go, it, how, how you going to catch Tariq to be mad at him? <laughs> that is true. That is, those are the two worst people. The person who you can't never catch and the person who you can't never beat. Cause you're just frustrated. It's only frustration. That's all they got for you is frustration. That's, that's when you, that's when you get that. It's like you know my daughter where she can't like she can see something, but she's trying to like figure out walking. So she gets to it where she can't. Where she goes. <laughs> that's all you can do. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's you all you can do. Dog. Fight through it. Yeah, man, man. Shannon Sharp was mad. Um, Shannon Sharp said this is embarrassing. <laughs> Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. I just see this stat. They had 726 yards of offense. Yeah. Wait, that's you. What about the Broncos only having 69 points for the season? They scored 70 in a game. <laughs> All of this is just so. And y'all are wondering, like, why would he do this? Why would he do that? Well. Uh, Mike McDaniels was born and raised in Colorado. He was the Broncos ball boy. And two seasons ago, the Broncos needed to fill their head coach vacancy. And they didn't even interview Mike McDaniels. You know who they hired instead? I, the offensive coordinator for the Jets. Nathaniel could not hack it. <laughs> uh, now, I don't, I'm kind of conflicted. I mean, before multiracial McDaniel showed us that he's a, a savant at calling plays, we were the first people to be like, man, who is this guy? You yeah, know. yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, in hindsight, sure, you should, probably should have called him. But at the same time, he wasn't really a, I mean, he wasn't a big name hire. And now that's the other part. He also knows exactly what players he wants. And I'm going to give more credit to Kyle Shanahan because he had Mostert on that team who McDaniels has. I think Jeff Wilson was on that team. I think that he was on the Dolphins last year. He w- um, uh, Jarek yeah. broke the record for passing touchdowns by a running back last year, and then he had two more touchdowns. Like, I get what Kyle Shanahan and Loki put together with the 49ers like four years ago, had things falling the way that they were supposed to. It all makes sense. But why did they not? Quarterback. Quarterback. It's always been quarterback. <laughs> but, and then also, they even got better because, and shout out to John Lynch, man. They got better because they went and added, you had, you just named four running backs. They went and got one dude that can do all four of them things. Yeah. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. And now, and that's lucky because you gotta, you gotta hope that, that a guy like that is even available in nine out of ten chances. He's not available. But 
I am a firm believer that Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, I think that the way that they know offense, they know exactly what players are looking for. They don't need, like, no offense to Jonathan Taylor, it would be a great luxury to have, or like a Dalvin Cook. I don't need that guy. I need a guy who's going to run fast, and I know I need a guy who's going to run hard. And I think that they showed that uh, Tyreek, Agent, um, and one more out of the six fastest Mostert. top speeds in the NFL. Yes, most out of the top six top speeds in the NFL, they all got two of them. Well, That's there's good. actually there was another person on there that didn't even play this game. Jalen Waddle was also on that list, and Jalen Waddle yeah. they scored seventy points, and Jalen Waddle was hurt. I look at this two different ways. I look at this two different ways. One way, the Dolphins are about to be crazy. And yes, you are right. Mike McDaniel, this is what happens when you have a proven scheme and a proven way to call plays. And you know exactly what personnel you want. I needed speed here, this, that, and the third. He went and got all speed. And then when he got everything he wanted, Achen just fell into his lap. He went and got Achen. It was like, okay. Now, you know how you get really good at stuff? You start trying stuff. Like, that's what that no-look pass. That's just trying stuff. Like, I'm going to start trying stuff. And I will say, Moster runs tough. Like, that's the other part. Like, Jeff Wilson and Moster and Jerry, they run aggressively. Like, if you out there, you know how most speed guys just want to run by you. Now you get over your plane if you want to. You get perilous. But <laughs> Mike perilous McDaniels. and aggressive. Mike McDaniels explains uh, why the Dolphins didn't try to break this NFL scoring record. Because if I'm not mistaken, they had 70 points with four minutes left in the game. I think maybe six minutes left in the game. And they scored, and well, let's just listen. Chasing points and chasing a record, um, uh, that's not what we came to the game to do. Um, That doesn't have a bearing on the overall season outcome. The message that I thought it would send uh, wasn't really in line with how, how I view things. It felt like chasing. I'm going to let you go first. I think that this was a very adult decision to make. I think that you catch a lot more bees with honey. He is no point in me coming in here being a young guy and pissing everybody off. If I run up to score on Sean Payton, some people will be happy about it, but there will also be like, a certain group of people who will get try to get their vendetta. So in this case, I've proven to you, it's the same thing I said about Dan Lanning. Once I've beaten you to the point where you're just broken, I don't have to just continuously pummel and disrespect you. Like, <laughs> let me get my team on out of here. We'll see you when we see you again. My point is proven, but I don't have to get into the lowbrow part of the game for me. <laughs> so at 70 points was when he decided that that's lo- that that's the 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 cutoff point of being low brow is 70 points but hold on also like they were all right now you still got to tackle people like they're not tack like they were running the ball look at how many carries the running back get like now i can't just i'm not gonna kneel now i i'm not gonna I'm not going to try to run, like, I'm not passing the ball on you is basically what I'm saying. 
Like, if I run the ball and your team chooses not to tackle my running back, then I ain't got no answers for you, bro. But I'm trying to keep the clock moving. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw the ball deep on you. I'm not trying to beat you over the head. You got to tackle people though. Like, yeah, look at that. Agent had 18 all carries. Right, Moster had 13 carries. Dog, that's, all right, all right, all that's 31 all right, carries. That's all bullshit. There's no way that you think that I'm calling off the dogs at 70 points. If you didn't want to send whatever message you were trying to send at 70, you could have sent at 73. Like, there's no reason for you not to break the If you're going to get to 70 and the record is 73 or 77 or 76, why not break the record? There is no difference between you breaking the record and you getting to 70 points. Nobody is going to forget this game. Whether you broke the record or not, nobody's going to forget that you scored 70 points. All them people that Sean Payton, you said, hey, I don't want to piss people off. You don't think 70 points pisses people off? It's only been done one other time in the history of the NFL. Hold on. Let me finish. 70 points? You think that 70 points is the line that would be like, you know what? I'm going to be respectful now. I don't want to run up the score. What is running up the score if you get to 70? 70 isn't running up the score? I got two points here. Number one, it also gives him a little bit more, like, it is a little bit more assholish. Like, bro, I could have scored again. I did you a solid. So I need you to remember that going forward. Like, keep your humility close. I chose not to break the record on you. I could have. But also, 31 rushing carries, bro. You got to tackle somebody. No, you. If we run the ball 31, like they only passed the ball. Tua was 23 or 26. Bro, that ain't no whole lot of passes. Like, it's a decent amount of passes. But in four quarters, that's about six passes a quarter. But I mean, shit to me. You got the 70. The, the game was out of hand at halftime. Tackle. Tackle. Now, you got to tackle somebody. Now, I ain't you can't have it both ways, you. dog. You can't have it both ways. Because yeah, you definitely. Running, it, no, no. I'm a firm believer, dog. If then you should have scored. That obviously running. couldn't stop you. He caught off the dogs. He, they couldn't stop you. You could have got to 77. Yeah, yeah, he chose not to. But what I'm saying is. And there's no point in I choosing mean, not to. There's no point. Nah. For for me, bro. So you yes, telling me if a for, team, yes. if it, if if the record is seventy seven points and the team three, beats you seventy, oh yeah, they ran for three hundred and fifty yards and passed for three hundred seventy six. Dog, Tua could have went for five hundred on them if he really wanted to. So yeah, three seventy six, and I could have went to five hundred. That's me calling off the dogs. Now your boy, that it, no, it's not the calling off the dogs is taking out the starters at forty two to seven or forty two to fifteen. That's how Mostert got 13 carries. Mostert is the start. Yeah, but calling off the dogs is not wait, going wait, wait. and scoring Act, seven. Actually, you scored on. 10 Mostert. touchdowns. You scored 10 touchdowns. Most, you might as well we break the, the record. Depth. This is, this is, I, I can't fathom that the record is seven points away and I've gotten to 70. And now I'm like, that's not what I came to do. I, I the message that I came to send this, the message you score at 77 is going to be the same message you send at 70. It's the same wait, message. Wait, wait, wait. So this is the thing. If you look at it, that's exactly what he did. Agent is the backup running back. He got the lion's share of the carries. Y'all not tackling the backup, bro. We'll go to that him. is well and good. And my point is, if you're going to say, well, go to hell and I'm going to get to 70, 
why not get the record if it's at 77? Why not? You the I, same I, message, the everything you saying is the, the there is no way that if you play in a team and they score in the record of 77 and they score 70, that you gonna be like, oh well, you know, they did me a solid by only scoring 70. No, no, you can't tell me I, I to think, say there's it, no way. I think You're it allows, I, I think I think it allows him to, to leave taking the high road and looking classy. Like Dan At 70, Lanning, 70 is the high road. Dan, yes, Dan Lanning scored less points. Looks like a bigger asshole. Agent, I mean, once I get to my backup running back and he has 18 carries for two, two oh three, bro. If you can't tackle the backup, then yeah, y'all need to watch this tape, bro. You need to watch this tape and y'all need to figure out what. Oh, Rodney, I 100% think that he expects to do it again because this ain't gonna be the worst team he plays. And I think that he feels confident that, hey, if I let up on them, then you when said Denver's I not going to be the worst team he plays? Denver's not going to be huh? the worst team he plays. You said Denver's not going to be the so. worst team he plays? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Yeah, exactly, Russ. That, when it was 20 to 7, Miami could have been like, all right, we're just going to run the ball. Like, it's going to be over with. They got up. They ran the ball. They ran the ball 31 times. They scored. You could have caught off the dogs at 50. You could have caught off the dogs at 40. You could have caught off the dogs at 56, at 63. You You could have caught off the dogs at 49. You could have caught off the dogs at 42. You can't say, oh, I'm just running my offense and then be like, but I'm going to be classy and not score, not break the record. No, no, because you're not being classy. If you are not tackling my backup running back, then hey. Then I'm going to break the record. I can't believe this is your take. Then I would break the record. If that's the case, if you can't stop it, then why would you even get to 70? Break the record. Knock now, it out. Now hey, I'm put tell you, you this. Sean Payton. October 15th. October 15th, Carolina Panthers. Hey, suit up. Because <laughs> they're going to try to break the record on you. No, they and won't. Because Carolina you, got a better D. They, they got a better D line than um, um, what you call it. And if not you, then Las Vegas. There will be a, yeah. For sure. Let me tell you, but let me tell you a tradition that's going in though. My family mm-hmm. does a tequila shot for every Dolphins touchdown. They had to drink ten tequila shots at the game, which means you got to get home. Which, well, no, nah, they're at no, home. No. Ten tequila shots. <laughs> Imagine having to do the push-ups. <laughs> no, that air. You got to think this is like ten shots in like two hours and forty-five minutes. This ain't no. It ain't like ten shots. Like I could probably take ten shots in a day. That ain't the end of the world. But 10 shots and two hours, and it was less than two hours and 45 minutes because the last, like, six minutes of the game, they were just chilling. So probably, like, two hours and 15 minutes, that's, like, five shots an hour. Man, I am not in college. My heart will fall out of my chest. My liver will fall out of my back. And I have to go lay down for a a week. Yep. Uh, I think you hollered out CJ Shroud before. But, again, man... Shout out to the Texans rookie, uh, CJ Stroud, 900, 900 passing yards in his first three starts. Uh, he is second only to Cam Newton, who had a thousand. I'm sorry, third, Cam Newton and Justin Herbert. Uh, he's doing really well. People are already taking shots at Justin Fields. I told y'all they don't love y'all over there at the PWIs. And I'll be talking about dog. How y'all gonna take a shot at your own man? Like, mm. uh, but shout out to CJ Stroud, man. Uh, you have the Texans in. First in the division, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Rodney, that will wreck me, dog. Ten <laughs> shots in two out, two and a half hours. 
Oh Lord, that would be bad. Roll me um, in that casket. Hey, so now that we're back in the AFC South, so we got the AFC South to go NFC West, and then the AFC West. Let's let's finish up the AFC South since we're here with the Dolphins and the. I'm sorry, not the Dolphins. Uh, since we talked about CJ Stroud. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Who? Oh. You want to go Titans? Oh, we go Titans? It's kind of messed up. No, no, pick your points. You said fire him. I knew exactly what he was talking about. All right. So, number one, Scammer Hill. Fire that man. Tennessee Titans. Start the rebuild now. And And rebuild around who? Nothing. All picks. Derrick Henry. (laughs) Adios, mi amigo. Dallas. I just want, I want a first rounder. Dallas. You can get Derrick Henry. He will make you a contender today. Dallas, you better go get him. In exchange. Dallas better go get him. Hopkins. I know he wants out. I think he can play for a contender. I want a second rounder. Maybe a third. But get rid of that. Tannehill. Hey, bro, you can go anywhere. Preferably, I would like for you to go to hell. Um, Will Levis, let's go ahead and get you in there. CJ Stroud playing, you can get in there. Bryce Young playing, you can get on in there. Let's see what we got. Start the rebuild yesterday. Titans, it's over. It's been over. Y'all shouldn't have won the AFC South. No, y'all didn't win the AFC South last year. Jaguar. You didn't win I think the, the Chiefs should go South get last year. The Chiefs should get uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think the Chiefs should go get him yes. right now. Yes. Or the Falcons. I want him. But we can't throw the ball. I, no, we can't throw to what we got. Ain't no point in us re- ruining nobody else's time and money. Uh, no. <laughs> Chiefs make an aggressive offer to get Hopkins. Hopkins, get to Mahomes. Titans, burn it down. I told y'all a couple years ago, y'all, I, I, I honestly owe the Miami Heat an apology. I said that the Miami Heat have missed their opportunity. No, you have missed your opportunity. So what you do is you you do me a favor, you burn that team down. So Trevor Lawrence, the Colts are better than you. The Colts are better than you, and they without they starting quarterback and they starting running back. Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. So the Texans look good on offense, and that Texans defense. Ain't really ever been really bad. I don't remember them ever really being bad. And they look good. And I'm going to let y'all know Will Anderson heard all of the naysaying y'all said during the draft. Will Anderson heard everything that uh, he can't really rush the passer, that he has no moves, that he can't get to the quarterback. And he is out there. Said, that's fine. I just run over everybody. And – they are out there, and they have – and let me tell you something. Mechie still ain't really came back yet. Mechie really ain't came back yet. They get Mechie back. Ooh, if C.J. Stroud could be what C.J. Stroud is doing. Yeah. Let me tell you, Trevor Lawrence, you looking real funny in the light now. You can't let a rookie come in there to the worst team in the division and then win the division. Trevor Lawrence, I've been saying this since he got drafted. You look funny in the light. He ain't. There's nothing. There's no quality about him where I'm like, oh, he can really sling it or he's really elusive. He's just a guy that I think people, he's 
Now, I want you to hear me when I say this. He is better than the guy who I'm going to say, but I think their physical makeup is what makes people believe in them. Him and Carson Wentz, they look like quarterbacks. But are they actually good quarterbacks? No. Now, Carson Wentz is substantially worse than Trevor Lawrence. But both of these guys just look like guys who you think should play the quarterback position. I don't believe I don't in Trevor like Lawrence comparison. at all. I think Trevor Lawrence I now think. has gotten to poor man Justin Herbert. I think he's poor Justin Herbert. They thought that he was the next Justin Herbert. Throw the ball deep, accuracy, big Justin Sherbert. Just sure. Because <laughs> he's sweet. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, yeah. I think and I think that puts him like better than Danny Dimes. You know what the issue is going to be? Bro, you you, you do he, that a lot. You say a lot, this puts them better than Danny Dimes. That don't answer how good he is That's a all. low bar. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm realistic about that's what a the step bar stool. is. That's step stool. The issue is, is the, like, like I'm going to tell you who's going to be a problem for him. Who's going to be a problem for a lot of the NFL? Brock Purdy. Because how do you, how do you, how do you The NFL is too invested. They're too, you they're, yes, you can. Yes, you can. He's Trent Dilfer. The NFL can conceptualize. Uh, they're not going to allow you to downplay the quarterback. They're not going to allow you to do that. So it will always be the quarterback, no matter how many Brock Purdy's that or I mean Tom Brady's once in a lifetime that we've seen. Brock Purdy or, or Danny Dimes. I, I think they're that. both. I, I think the, I, I don't know. I think they're both inconsequential. So they're both inconsequential. I think I think the 49ers record is the same with either one of them. No. I, I, there's I an interesting agree. stat. There's an interesting stat that I looked up before the podcast that I heard. I heard it and I had to go verify. Brock Purdy has not missed on any intermediate passes this year, which is the Shanahan offense. If you know where to go with, to the, with the ball intermediate-wise, then eventually something's going to open up downfield. You just got to hit that pass when I throw it, when I call it. And I, and and I, I don't that, know if I don't know if somebody like Desmond Ritter could do it. I don't know if, if Daniel Jones could do it. I don't know it's, if all of them mid-tier is it, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he would be great. Like, I don't it, know who would be it's good. A, it's a two-tier thing for me. Number one, I feel like Shanahan has dealt with court like, Matt Ryan kind of showed him if I have a guy who maybe don't have the strongest arm but makes pretty good decisions, then you got Jimmy Garoppolo who ain't really that good either but can make good enough decisions. I feel like Mike Shanahan has evolved into dealing with the, this guy at a point where he's like, oh, no, 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 I know exactly what you, what you need to do now. And I think he's just telling him, hey, throw the ball to him right before, right here every time. And I feel like him never really you know, dealing with the elite quarterback. One more time. Pulling a Sean McVay. That's what McVay did with Jerry yeah. Goff. Yeah. But no, I think that the question is, like, will Purdy be able like, I think Jerry Goff learned from Sean McVay. And I think now that's the reason he's a decent quarterback. Because um, I don't think Dan Campbell is over there calling the offense uh, of, of dreams. I don't 
Because, I mean, he wasn't good under Jared, Sean. Jared Goff wasn't great under Sean McVay. They scored six points in the Super Bowl. No, like, I agree. But what I'm saying is sometimes, like, it take it take take it a little bit longer for some people to click. And I think now that he's, like, out of it and probably under a lot less pressure, I think that he's like, oh, you know how, like, if somebody teaches you something, but then you got to go back over it yourself a couple times and then things start making sense? I think that that's what's happening for Jared Goff right now. Because the team ain't better. The the Lions are not better than the, the Rams team that he played with. But I feel like you just get a better understanding of the material and what you can do and what you can't do. No, they're not better. No, uh, I think their offensive line is better, which allows him – it allows him to 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 survey the field more because I mean yeah even but even against the Falcons I mean he he wasn't that impressive against the Falcons if you want to be honest Jared Goff wasn't that impressive he made one deep pass you know everything else you know was, who I think he he could possibly be like a Alex Smith upgrade which is a good place to be if you could get right to that uh, like I love Alex Smith and if you could go one step up it's a good place to be I feel like he's the new Kirk Cousins of the NFC North personally. I can see it. Check. I don't hate um, that. Uh, moving on to the AFC North, uh, the Ravens lost to the Colts. Uh, before we get to the Browns, we have to talk about that. I really didn't mean to talk about that. But the Ravens lost to the Colts with no Anthony Richardson and no Jonathan Taylor and Gardner Minshew. How many points did the, did the did the Ravens score? Nineteen. What did I now, tell you about this offense? Listen, it come ain't changing. on back to UGA. We will welcome you with open arms, Todd Monkey. Come on back, please, because we don't oh, like both. You need it. We don't You're like Come on back, brother. Come on. Listen, you can pull a Saban, leave or a Spurrier. Pull, pull one of them. Leave after eight games and come on back to UGA. Cause this this Ravens offense looked real regular, and they were healthy. I but remember. Also, the Ravens they weren't healthy. The Ravens also are are hurt, man. Like they have everybody hurt. And what I, I promise that I told y'all, and Josh argued me down for I don't know how long. Josh I said, right Lamar right. had no business going back to Baltimore. It's going to be the same offense he's running. He's been running. That's it. Then everybody was like, oh, they got OBJ. And what did I say? When was the last time that OBJ played meaningful football? With the Rams. And everybody was like, oh. No, nah, he didn't play meaningful football there. He played a game. A game? Yes, the Super Bowl. He got hurt in the Super Bowl. Exactly. He didn't. He play hasn't played. When, when was the last time OBJ played a full season? Um, full season remember. and meaningful game is two different things. He played most of the season in the Rams, I thought. No, actually, Jesus. He hasn't had – he has 74 catches in 2019, 23 catches in 2020, 17 catches in 2021, 27 catches in 20 – oh, well, no. It was like 50 catches in 2021. None in 2022. When did they win the Super Bowl? 50 in 2020? 
So yeah, fifty catches. Yeah, because it uh thirty and twenty. Yeah, yeah. But that was seventeen with the Browns, and then twenty-seven with the Rams, and then he's had five catches this season. I told like that's the part of like being based in reality that frustrates me is I will only deal with the facts that are present, and people will be like, "Oh, you're a hater. You don't. You, you don't." You know, yeah, you. Like, I mean, you do. You, but two things can be true. You are a realist, but you also are a hater. I disagree. and that's why I that's feel. why everybody gets stuff stuff misconstrued. When I can't tell if you telling the truth or if you if you being rational or being a hater, then you're always a hater until you prove to me that you're rational. Okay, was I rational about OBJ and the Ravens' offense so far? Yeah, yeah, you were right about that. But still, you have been a hater too. You have made irrational dis- points on the podcast. I I one hundred percent disagree, but we will discover. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that at a different time. At the end of the day, Lamar Jackson, you signed this contract. This is the team that you want. This is what you got. You got two hundred two passing yards. Zay Flowers, your new number one with eight reception, forty eight yards. Then you're dealing with Nelson Aguilar, Mark Andrews, who probably going to be hurt. Hopefully not. Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon. You just running backs. This is the same offense. And Melvin you got to lead the team and in Kenyon rushing and Drake passing your running 101 backs? yards. Wow. They have no running backs. Oh, because Gus Edwards, they third string got hurt. Like, they are hurt, hurt. They they are missing everybody. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen still out there playing like crazy. And they ain't got no corners. They, it, man. I, listen, Falcons. I'm going to relate this all the way back to the Falcons. There's a lot of teams that are disappointing that we could cherry pick some players off of now. We need a safety. We may need a lineman. We need a rush in. Oh, my boy Kyle Hamilton. Nine tackles. Yeah, he played well. Those they're never, they're not gonna let him go. Uh but elsewhere, so uh the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the the Raiders as well. And then the Browns and basketball playing Miles Garrett beat the Titans. Um Nick Chubb, who's thank God, thank God, Nick Chubb's knee is not as bad as first feared. It's not like the one in um, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, when he played Tennessee, where he tore three ligaments and dislocated his kneecap. This one, it looks like he only tore the MCL. Thank you. I mean, it's still a year injury, but the other, the other alternative was career injury. Yeah, so. and this one, I think they said aggressively is. Either six to eight months or eight to ten months. It's not the twelve month. Yeah. Which I I know that I know that seems nah, six months, deal. eight months is all a lot of time, but there's a big difference between six to eight months versus even eight to ten months to twelve. Yeah. Twelve puts you back at this time next season. So now the Browns had to pull a Thanos, or Kareem Hunt had to pull a Thanos and said, uh, you did all of that, and where did that bring you? right back here to me. And they had to sign Kareem Hunt to a one-year, $4 million deal. Um, I don't know why Kareem Hunt really hasn't been signed by anybody else. I don't know why Dallas won't sign another running back. Y'all need it. And I don't understand how these running backs, especially him, stayed on the block this long. And you allow him to go to basically a first-place team. Go right back to yeah. to Cleveland. No, I don't get I it. Think that, I think that – I got to see more out of Watson consistently. I, I'm still, and somebody brought it to my my attention. Like, hey, we're giving Watson like this long runway to figure out 
to get his game back, bro. You weren't injured. You weren't hurt. That's what a lot of people said. A lot of people said, like, yo, you got caught up and then came back and just was not good at football anymore. <laughs> yeah, and like it, there, there's a big and and let me uh, let me also remind y'all, it's like a fifty eight million dollar cap hit next year. So sixty eight. Sixty four. I'm sorry. Sixty four. I mean I, you you need to be 27-33 for 289 yards cooking with gas. Got sacked three times. And we also saw you throw that ball backwards now. <laughs> we ain't going to bring that. <laughs> but you picked the Marcus Mariota reverse. And, <laughs> and we're going to let that slide. But I think that Watson's contract is going to be very interesting. Because you need him to play like a top five quarterback for what you're paying him. I do not believe that there are any openings in the top five right now. So the return on your investment looks highly unlikely. If you're the Jets, what are you doing right now? Do you, are you believing the Jets brass of they're sticking with Zachary Taylor or because Matt Ryan was they it was allegedly that he reached out to the Jets and then he released a statement and said, nah, bro, I'm making this money. I think yeah, both he, things are true. He I think clarified he that crystal Windex clear. He said, my agent is Todd France. It is with it's it's his job to help me to reach out and see what jobs are available to me. I am 100 percent not interested in taking over this job. Mm-hmm. You did and that I was, within four hours. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, 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 let me go ahead and clear this up. I don't want y'all to get it confused. Nothing like that. No, nah, I don't want it. And I think that I think that, that New York job is a very special job because it comes with a ton of pressure. But I also don't think that Zachary Taylor Thomas can con- continue to be the quarterback of this team. You already see, seen Garrett Wilson go over there and be pissed. You know the team said last year that they don't like this guy. I don't think that this situation is tenable for much longer. I think that's why the rest of the, the NFL is content with playing stupid as the Jets play. If y'all act like y'all don't, y'all not looking for a quarterback, then we'll let this thing burn down. And we'll watch it. And then next year, you'll put all the pressure on Aaron Rodgers to try to salvage it. And you really put the pressure on him to salvage it so that hopefully these guys don't ask for trade. Like, you're... And, I mean, what's to say Aaron Rodgers might not be like, you know what? I think I'm done. The, the, it, the, the Jets are in a very bad situation. Are they the worst? Pretty- are they in an opportunity to be – if they don't make a move, do they become the worst team in the NFL at the end of the year? No. 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 Okay. So let's say they end a, up. Let's say they the end up. Not the worst team, but could become the worst situation. Situationally, super. I, I understand what you're saying. If they end up not making the playoffs, not even being close, coming fourth in the division, coming fourth in the division means you're probably going to be in a top ten pick. Aaron Rodgers is non-committal. Caleb Williams is there for whoever's the number one pick. You in the top five, top ten, 
you have a lot of players that you could trade to get that top. And you only need one to get that top pick. Who who can who can? Because people going people know that you're vulnerable, so they're gonna ask for stupid requests. Semi sauce, semi Quentin Williams. Like they're not gonna make a low. They're not. They know that you're between a rock and a hard place. So I, they know that they're negotiating from a place of strength. So I'm only asking about outrageous trades. Uh, they got they got asking, picks too now. Because none of those Aaron Rodgers picks gonna convey. They got Aaron Rodgers. They got all them picks. Not all of them. That's like they have picks, but none of them picks that they traded to Aaron Rodgers that they still now they got second round picks. They got third round picks. That pick ain't gonna convey to nothing. That's a second because it was it was a second round pick. But if he play, I think if he plays sixty five percent of the plays or more, it conveyed to a first round pick. I'm not trading you a. I'm not first round. I'm gonna take a second and one. Well, it's not gonna be a first now, so they keep their first. So now you got a first. Yeah. You package that with somebody. I don't know who. It, well, I'm, I'm assuming those three players are off limits. Garrett Wilson, Sauce, and Quentin Williams. You know how I feel. I'm not arming my enemies. I'm not giving you a chance to get Caleb Williams. You can get the hell on out of here. Because you'll be right back. You Because you'll be able to, whatever you lose, you'll be able to replace if Aaron Rodgers doesn't because you'll be able to pay that guy. So you can just go buy another free agent. Hell no, I'm not stupid. I want something that's going to break you. If it ain't breaking you, then keep it. Um, other inconsequential news. Cam Akers got traded to the Vikings. I don't think this do nothing for nobody. I think that this helps the Vikings. They needed a running back. I think that it, maybe it, I'm not healthy. I'm not happy for the Vikings because you had a running back. Oh yeah, dude, they're paying twelve million dollars. Yeah, but now you got Cam Akers. You probably pay half of that too. And they're I think that they're they Cam Akers is half as good as Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're also they understand that they're not competing for a championship, and I think they know the end of the season, bro. We're getting rid of you, Kirk Cousins. So one thing about paying you all your money in advance, when it's time for you to go, get your shit, check on out, dog. Ain't no late checkout. Get everything that you got and take it with you. And they're gonna have money to spend because they won't pay Kirk, and they don't. That you know, Thielen is gone. They purged everybody else that they really. I think that they were paying a ton of money to. And going forward, they're going to build that team around Justin Jefferson and Quinn Ewers or Caleb Williams or whoever, or Michael Penix Jr., whoever is available. Here, we're going to get us a young Michael quarterback. Michael Penix Jr., would look, he would look like a young Randall Cunningham out there. Yep. And we'll put everything around him. And we got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Kirk, I can don't see stay. You, you're not staying here. You, AFC West. You're going to get the hell. AFC West, the Chargers, another team that just can't get right. Mike Williams, torn ACL. J.C. Jackson, for some reason, I don't know why. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's actually explanation. He has a warrant for his arrest. Uh, he did not go to court. Then after he did not go to court, he also did not do the, the mandatory community service. Um, so there is a new warrant for his arrest. I think I'm pretty sure that you probably can't go to work if there's a warrant for your arrest. So that's the reason that he was a healthy and active. So you got people not going to court. 
Mike Williams tore his ACL, and I believe they lost this weekend. Eight, uh, no, they won. They won because they had they won before. Uh, they still. But this I see the why they drafted all them wide receivers because everybody get hurt every year. They might lose hurt back last year. Every one of them. Yeah, he's done for the season. So yeah, like, and the, the thing about it is, it's a six hundred dollar fine and community service, and he did not go. Like. Now, I get it. You probably got a lot of things moving, but you got to have somebody who's telling you, like, bro, we need you to just do this. And you're an NFL player, so community service for you is just having an event. Just be there. Oh, toy. Yeah, toy drive. How, hey, what y'all want here? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I'm done. Here goes 600 mm-hmm. bucks. You spend that probably on a daily basis. Yep. And then finally, at the last, uh, finally, the Chiefs played the Bears. And if you want a visual representation of how that game went, because I thought it was about to be uh Miami Dolphins Denver game again, because it was 28, 21 nothing in the first quarter. This is how it looked. This is Justin Fields. He is woozy. He is wobbly. He is that beat boy. down. And shout out to DJ was- Moore. DJ Moore was like, nah, come get him. Come get him. Look at him. He's like, come get him. Justin Fields wanted to play, but he got clamped. Uh, you could see him leaning. Yeah, he was talking to the ref. Like, he was. He had a concussion. And that's pretty much how it went. Whole yeah, and game. DJ Moore and Justin Fields being the same size. Somewhere, that seems wrong. They are not the same size. Justin Fields is bigger than DJ Moore. <laughs> that's what I was trying not to allude to. But I, and if you've ever had a conversation, look at little bro. If you've ever had a conversation with a person who has a concussion, it is it is not a cool thing to do. It ain't fun. It's a very weird conversation, and you could just everything in all of his posture says, "Boy, get this guy to a tent ASAP." Yeah, yeah. Um, Jarek ended up scoring two touchdowns. Uh, the first touchdown on the. Similar to the Dolphins, the 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 shovel pass. Uh, Seems like Jarek is one of those guys that all he does is score touchdowns. Now his find his niche, and I can't believe it took them that long to sign him. But anyway, that was the first one, and then this is the second where he goes high stepping all the way down the field. Uh, uh, he look like he's finally had. He's not finally. He's he's having fun in Kansas City. I mean, it's fun winning. So I mean, well, I mean, you gotta think he's the old guy there. He don't. He doesn't have to do. You know, you got Pacheco who's taking the line share of the carries. You still got Clyde, and you got Andy Reid who I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes understand his value. His ability to score touchdowns is low key unbelievable. Like once you get like so many players. They get to the red zone, and it's tight, and it's very difficult for players to flourish. Jarek finds a way to get open, and that's that's the skill of the Chiefs. It ain't the most elite route runner. It's conceptually, I know where to be. Kelsey is not the, the most elite route runner either, but he just understands spaces and let me watch my quarterback and let me find out where I can be to be open to catch the ball. And honestly, I really was hoping they was going to give it to him again down there in the red zone. Um, but yeah, this is the first game that, that he's really got some catches 
And I mean, I agree. I agree with everything that you said, but to me, I think Jarek just has the trust. I think he has the trust of Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And, and they know that if I call this play, one, he's going to pass block, and two, he is going to be able to be in the right place at the right time. Ain't going to be no Kadarius Tony ball off the hands type. And thing. he's going to catch it. That's the thing. Because th- they throw that's it to you because they know you're going to catch it. What does that tell me? Kadarius Tony was getting the end of rounds. Kadarius Tony was getting the shovel passes. Kadarius Tony was getting all of that. And, you know, I don't know the stats of what Kadarius Tony did, but there's a lot of Jarek and, and Kyle and um, Kyle and, and um, Travis Kelsey highlights. Ain't that many Kadarius Tony highlights. Well, I mean, Kadarius Tony and Jarek kind of overlap in the space of what they do. Small exactly. guys who like to get in space and can make you, you know, make you miss. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, believer in Kadarius. Uh, he only had one catch and no runs, but I mean, all of those. I mean, it's the same thing. You also got to deal with Sky Moore. He's also in the same kind of, um, niche. Put Sky Moore at return, man. That's about all he about to be. Uh, I don't, I don't. I, they got to go get. To me, they still need a receiver. They still need one more, but I agree. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean they're making it do with these guys, but like Rice, Watson, Moore, um, Valdez, Scanling, you, it, you will make it. The guy who you're making it tough on right now is Travis Kelsey, because you can you can kind of bracket him. Can you? I mean, he's winning that life right now. He scored a touchdown. He got he got oh, he man. got Taylor, I see what you got did, Taylor yeah. Swift on his arm. You know, he's his jersey sales are up four hundred percent since Sunday. When the Swifties when the Swifties like you, they like you. Boy. And look at the face though. The face is like ha. <laughs> that's, no, that's not the face at all. You know what he's face like, that man, is? stop taking why why is there photographical evidence here? <laughs> why are y'all making that high? I finally got the one that I've been looking for. And you know what you're supposed to do when you see your homeboy get the W he's been looking for. All right, player, see you later. Not, hey, let me whip out my, hey, no, 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 man. I don't want nobody to know that I done got this W, man. I'm trying to discreetly move. I might like this one. And here y'all going to make it hot. Now everybody finna be in my DMs. I'm making all over Making it hot. She was in the box neck. Pause. She was in the box next to his mom. Like beating on now, I will say everybody in there, I, all the people with her, I mean, she was like into it. Yes, motherfucker, yeah. Oh, oh. I had the black dude next to her beating on the window. Oh, oh. I was like, mm. you know. But I, but, I like, but know. the other part is that could one hundred percent just be like marketing. Before that, all right. Well, you know, this is cool. That you know, him and his brother have had this conversation. All right, we're gonna invite you to the game. You're right in the middle of a, a massive tour, the most massive tour of all time, type of thing. Sure, it's good for branding, it's good for everybody. This is not it, bro. This is after. We are marketing. Like, we she showed up with his with his jersey. Oh, no, I ain't marketing. Not next to you not showing up with no marketing sitting next to my mama. You ain't sitting next to my mama for no marketing. No. You are <laughs> I can't ask you this question because you are a married man, but me. Um, let's pull a hypothetical out this good. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who. Oh, let's let's throw. Even though it's 
Nah. But yes, 100%. If for marketing intents and purposes, if I have a game, I've shot my shot, but not really shot my shot via social media. Yeah, I can understand. Go there, take some pictures. This is cool. Yeah, and that be it. Like, hey, it was nice to meet you. You're a fantastic person, but I don't really know anything about you. And then we kind of part. Yeah, absolutely. That's not what this is, though. That never, that's what I'm saying. What you're talking oh, about is not, that That never this, was. It wasn't that in what, the box. It wasn't. No, it's not. It wasn't that in the box either. You don't if you nah, if it's marketing nah. without that you don't wear you don't wear the jersey you don't be with the mom you don't she was nah, in you, the you feed into the narrative just all right just go with the narrative bro I I don't even I don't even know you we've never had a conversation before hey come to the game the owner's gonna let you have a suite um yeah just put on a jersey and feed the narrative for a little bit it'll be cool you'll get some clicks I'll get some clicks and we'll go on about our way you know how many no relationships in social media exist from clicks. that from the look. Taylor Swift just had the largest grossing tour of all time. She don't need no clicks. Yeah. What marketing? What marketing? You was trying to sell marketing wait, 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 to wait. Taylor Swift. But you don't you don't think that that NFL look is a, is a, a hell of a bump? Oh yeah, it's the NFL. By, by going She's, by using Travis Kelsey to get to the NFL, she could have just done the halftime show. Like that's no. Mm. But I think this is this is a much more organic way to get in front of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it, bro. Do it. Excuse me. Y'all know I'm yawning. You know what that means? We have come to the end of episode 121 of the Splashcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have talked about NFL. We talked about HBCU football, NCAA football, and we did the pregame. We talked about uh, the WNBA as well as Braves baseball, and we laughed at this guy trying to figure out what he was doing fighting a guardrail. With that being said, Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. All right, number one, no Saturday morning live next week. Maybe me and Reggie do something on Friday, Friday night maybe. There will be no Saturday morning. Shout out to my boy, his uh, fiance, LOA, and Jasmine will be getting married. We will not be available on Saturday. Um, Monday. Me and Reggie still have to figure that out. We'll keep you abreast. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have to do it. We'll talk about it later, but we have to do it at your house. Um, oh, you're, you're here that, on Monday? Huh? You're here on Monday? And Tuesday. Um, okay. Communication. All right. Here we go. <laughs> yes. So, yes, maybe there's a Monday show. We'll let you know probably by Thursday or Friday. Depends on how this week goes, you know. Uh, but with that said, with that said, with that said, number one, everybody take a little bit of time tonight uh, before y'all get into bed and just send a little prayer for the Braves as we prepare for this postseason. Prayer for health, for focus, and for determination for our boys to play like we know that they can. So I'm going to start out with number one, number one, number one, more black baseball, more black baseball, more black baseball. Now, also, it's still a little warm here. More black beaches if you can get in a little bit of water. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls, of course. Number three, the historically black college university you went to, your cousin went to, your auntie went to, your nephew went to, 
send some money over there. The historically black college university in your neighborhood as homecoming season is in full swing. I think the TSU's homecoming is this weekend and I will be missing it. I am heartbroken, destroyed, distraught without a focus, without a drive, but I'm going to support my homeboy. So that's what I'm going to do. Send some money over there. Finally, to the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University, send some money over there. We only ask for $18.68 on behalf of the Splashcast for the year the Hampton University was founded. Uh, outside of that, man, we love you. We look forward to seeing y'all again soon. Once again, no Saturday, but me and Reggie might cook something up because I will be in Atlanta tomorrow. That'd be interesting. Uh, uh, like you said, always like, follow, subscribe. We love y'all. Peace. See y'all mo next Monday. Peace out. Adios, mi amigos. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning lives. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at Splashcast.com. And of course, be Instagram at Splashcast. So roll that frontal leaf like Tonto, Tonto. Yeah, that's Tonto me. You have the right to act irresponsibly. Shouts to the ruler. I'm always indebted. Made my first record on an OK computer because I saw where the radio was headed. And still said, fuck them like a nigga had a fetish. And should have been vetted. Every one of y'all get some credit. Feel two sets books but we never saw a check what you need in life is it money or respect when you got power then you know you getting both the road less traveled then you know you getting close and if they bought your ass a chain that's your budget getting choked that's a note for me dog not willing to do something strange be at the mercy of others pulling the puppet strings i say it gladly i'm not milton bradley so stop playing on my fucking name a long way from when I weigh the fucking change Heavyweight shit We just make shit to shake all the competition up like Club Lang. What a fucking shame And another thing Wish me well or call me Simon To no one's surprise It's looking like we morphing in the